and welcome to episode 331 of the Awesome Comics <laughs> Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is the creator of the awesome webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. The man who will paint any wagon he sees. Paint because, white. Because, because he loves musicals. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Mr. Tony Esmond. I almost got you there, didn't I? Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost. But not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Well, yeah, come on, come on. This is a hugely professional show, and it's made so because we've got another guest yep. with us, roving reporter. A roving reporter. Very pleased to be joined by a friend of the show and the brains behind the blog, Boys Adventure Comics, Mister Richard Chief. Hello, sir. Good evening. How are you? Oh, look at that. Already <laughs> bringing the class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's like the Roger Cook of the ACP. Yeah. yeah. Our investigative oh, reporter. Obviously. Doorstepping some clowns. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about that, eh? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, obviously, uh, long-time listeners will um, know that Richard's been on a show before. Um, but he has been pounding the mean streets. Which, uh, don't make it where well, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> seeing some awesome comic stuff that's out there, so we're gonna get get a bit of a catch up because all three of us just live in a, the ACP basement, don't we? We don't we don't see natural light. I so. wish we did all live together in a basement and there'd been a nuclear war. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you wish you wish for a nuclear war? Just so I can be with you two constantly, twenty four seven. And, as long the, as Tony's comic collection was with us, we'd be all right. Oh, oh yeah. imagine that. Oh, it'd, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be yeah. lovely, yeah. We, we'd, ne- we'd never be cold. Four and a half minutes before we kill each other. Yeah. Four and a half? Cool. Yeah. That's, a, that's a push. Well, I've, I was being a bit generous there. Yeah, I've lasted. An hour in. <laughs> hour in, I'd be like, can you stop blinking so loudly? You. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, B. <laughs> Un- unbelievable unbelievable the hosts every week let me down richard but you know who never lets us lets me down our lovely sponsor comic house comic. yeah i wasn't gonna let you say it this week dan after you said something so n- naughty what, well, was that, uh, what was that banging noise it's the bunker oh, oh sorry yeah. it's fireworks outside my window oh, right. i'm just going mute yeah. oh right well, no, no, because it adds quite a dynamic element to the, to the sponsorship <laughs> as. Um, because we are in a bunker. But as long as we've got Comic House, we'll be all right. Because they're an indie comic marketplace with a difference. They love indie comics as much as we do. Um, if you go to comichouse.com, you can see there's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you self-publish your books, you can list your books on there and start selling another avenue to start selling your books. They also have a, an amazing digital app which has featured sections, it's basically like Netflix for comics, it's only like £3 a month, and you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics, which is being added to all the time. Dan, what sort of stuff is on there at the moment? We've got Surrealsville, Volume 7, uh, we've got Expired, Volume 1, Issue 1, Voodoo Nations, Volume 1, Issue 2, Phantom Lady, Issue 4, and uh, the we mentioned it last week, Steak, Volume 1, Issue 1 and 2, so I want to check that one out. Is that Steak, S-T-E-A-K? Sure is. Is that uh, the one about the like dinosaurs? Someone travelling back in time with well, di- like flesh to get dinosaur meat. Uh, like I can't remember. Let me look at the synopsis quickly. Okay. I like uh, it when you read the synopsis. Yeah, I can't find the synopsis. Oh. The first issue of Steak has disappeared, but I can see issue two, and I know the synopsis for issue two isn't that great. But oh. I'm going to click on it anyway. Do it. And look, the after synopsis your, says, look after your synopsis, people, because yeah, yeah. this is what right with guilt. And unsure where to turn or who to trust, Buckland decides the best thing to do is keep working, even out, even without D- Duckowitz. 
Meanwhile, their rivals are making some bold moves. I mean, I don't know what that comment's about from that synopsis. Oh, no right. idea. Okay, okay, we're yeah. going to come round to this subject in a second when we finish this sponsorship bag because I think it's a nice uh, talking point. Um, but yeah, you can find all of that on more because there are new comics being added to all the time. And who knows what will be added to after Thought Bubble and beyond. Um, so if you want to find out more, start a 14-day... Pete's, Pete's going to be there, isn't he? He's coming along, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's giving a talk yeah. on the British Museum. Uh, of course he is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to go to that. Yes. and uh, He's funny. Oh, he's, he's a legend, as is all the yeah. Comic House guys. And if you can st- start your 14-day free trial and find out more about the awesome comics that we talk about every week by going to comichouse.com. Mm. I'm a member of the British Library. It's good. If you're a member, it's not expensive. You can uh, do various things, get free into exhibits free. But also they've got a lovely uh, little private member's restaurant on the top floor. Oh. What are they like yeah, nice. in terms of late fees? <laughs> <laughs> they don't fuck about. They don't tell you to shush as much if you're a member. It's fine. Oh, oh really? Yeah. And you only get sexy librarians like you see in porn films. <laughs> right. So it's a fictional library. How much is um, the membership? Uh, I think it's like 60. <laughs> <laughs> it's 60 pounds, but bring your own lube. I think if that's the... Uh, uh, yeah. It's corona times, isn't it? You well, gotta, yeah, you've got to be careful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, back to comics um, before before this show goes completely off the rails. I'm only joking. It's never on rails. Yeah. Um, but I think that's quite interesting what you talked about just then, the importance of a synopsis in comics. Now, it's something that we've talked about. I mean, I know usually I mention them because I they are an essential tool for me when I'm talking about like comics that I'm reading on Comixology or, or any format like that because it's a handy... Well, I think for any any reviewer or podcast or whatever, it's like a little list. It's, it's just a nice little paragraph to tell you what the comic's about. It's always useful when you can't make head and a tail of the comic you just read, read to go back and read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the synopsis for an issue one can normally is normally the back of the video box, the overview of the series, isn't it? Mm. Really? That's sometimes the, too much on Comicsology. Oh, We've said that before, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes so it's too much on there. So many yeah. times. How should you treat a synopsis for issues two, three, four, five, etc. for new readers? Because, like you say, Dan, when you said that synopsis, you're talking about established... In that book, it was talking about established characters. But these are characters we do not know. Um, If you're not a mainstream book, like, for instance... If you're a Batman, you can talk about all these different characters because we've got a tangential. We kind of know what we're talking about. But mm. when it comes to like a, a crime book, you're not going to know who these characters are. So therefore, you're not as invested in what you say. Like for instance, if it's just sort of, you know, Tony is stuck down a sewer and Dan has has nowhere to find it because his leg's been bitten off. I mean, that'd be an amazing. Why am I in a sewer? I don't. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. You got. Well, that's right. Go with it. Say, why is Tony stuck in a sewer, and where where have Dan's legs gone? They've disappeared. <laughs> yeah, that's but what I'd write. In my I, I, okay, I made a mistake by made it, making it about us, so therefore we're hugely interested in it. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but if there's but a metaphor if, for comics there somewhere. Yeah. 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 But if, yeah. for instance, for the for the stranger who doesn't know anything and just sees these names, there's no investment, is there? There's no connection. No. Do you think those synopsis just? People need to think more about their synopsis Definitely. for issue two, three, four, five. I mean, Dan, like, you've done so many. How how do you da- handle them? Uh, I literally do do like a, a briefly touch on the, the what's gone before and give an overview of like the story. I can't recall what I've written on the previous Vanguard books, but they're downstairs. But like, for the fourth one, I just kind of did a rough synopsis 
of what's in the book like maybe bullet points just to tease people to get into it and then find out more in book four it's all revealed in vanguard book four i think if put the synopsis yeah, it's not often i'll read i'll be honest with you it's not often i'll read a synopsis for book two issue two mm. for book two maybe yeah. if it was a graphic novel but for it i'll go i'll read issue one and then i kind of know what's happened enough it's in my head enough what about you rich do, do you do that um i definitely I, I i do prefer to have something to remind me because yeah you, know, you might it might be a year between issues you know, yeah, at least sometimes. You know, might, yeah, you know, might, yeah. might want to thought bubble one year, thought bubble the next year, and you. Although you know, probably the world is familiar because you think, oh yeah, I read that last year; it was really great, and that's why I'm back at your stall this year to buy another one. Mm. But then sometimes, you know, if you don't even have something, it just sort of boom. It's the first panel. It's just strained to it. It's like, oh, hang on, hang on. It will just just remind me. Just hang on, just cue me up for who the three main characters are. Why why he's down a sewer? Why he's lost his legs? So like a yeah. like a previously. In yeah. you know, yeah, previously yeah. happened in this, yeah, series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, and Dan, I've just looked at your Vanguard comics and comicology just to get an example of it. And this is, for instance, every new issue is possibly someone's first issue, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's certainly, what you're thinking it as. certainly when I see later issues, I will think that sounds cool, but I've got to go back to issue one. Um, but for instance, I just picked Vanguard 14. Um, sorry, sorry if this embarrasses you, Dan, because I've picked out your That's comment. Right, go for but, it. but this is how I, I, th- I think it's done right. Uh, Salisbury explodes into conflict. The Wolf's Head and her allies must face an army spearheaded by a trio of ruthless metahuman mercenaries. Not only that, Jordana must deal with the demon of Salisbury, who plans to destroy the Wolf's Head before her mission to save the country can even begin. All this and more in Vanguard, issue 14. That's all right. That works fine, I think. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. 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 Don't really kind of know too much what the characters are, but you can think, ah, oh, there we go. This is what's going to happen in this issue. Yeah, not not only that, but like, you know, even if someone who doesn't know who Jordana is, you've mm. immediately described the situation that a character's in, which is quite an epic, it sounds like an epic and It's also situation. a sell, isn't it? You're trying to sell yeah. people into the story. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't I mean think... to pick on that fucking previous comic, but that gives us nothing there's no yeah, Jeff, yeah. There's no it could specs. be it could be amazing that's the thing it could yeah. be amazing yeah, it so sometimes be. it's you know it's just another we've, there's so many avenues to think about when making comics isn't it that i sometimes something like this is can is maybe seen as oh i've got to do this um but it's i important. think for issue two you've got to throw yourself into it because nobody go oh spoilers well go and look at the synopsis for issue one then you know why are you reading the synopsis for issue two it's a bit like that. That's how I mm. feel about it. Yeah. So I think for issue two, you've got to throw yourself in and at least say what has happened in issue one. If there's a huge spoiler, you know, if the, at the end you discover that um, your mum's your dad or something, you know, then you've got to say, oh, no, the, the, the big effects from the end of issue one resonate yeah. through, the, you know, who is who is the father? You know, it's all that's like you can do that without giving away the twist ending. Reeling but I think you've got to be the, careful. Reeling from the revelation of the last issue. Okay. Yeah. 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 It makes mm. wise. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, oh fuck me! What happened in the last issue? And then you sort of, and they got you, and you jump yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's more boobs in this issue. I think that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's certainly it's certainly a, a you know some synopsis. You can use a bit of humour. You don't have to give anything. You don't have to give too much away. Um, but also, it can be a massive sort of um, highlight into what people can expect for an issue. 
as well. You, you can use it as a tool to surprise people. Obviously, don't mislead anyone because we've re- we've certainly read books and be like, yeah, this is nothing like what I read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate people yeah. say this is Buffy crossed with the Sweeney. No, it's fucking not. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like that. Something you know, what yeah. are you going on about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how how good are you two at removing your eyes when you sense there's a spoiler coming? I've got I've trained myself now. If I'm reading like a blurb online or in a magazine or something about a comic or something, and it says, "Oh, by the way, the revelation that you know John is the murderer from last issue," I, I can actually it says the revelation that John. I can move my eyes away now. Yeah. Can yeah. you do that? I've got to be really careful because like I can just see a fraction of it, and my brain will just fill in the plot immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Like I only have to see a bit of like a trailer. And I see like a, you, maybe everyone's like this. You see a scene, and then like you think, well, we're working out from what this is doing. That scene's going to fit in that part of the movie, and it's probably going to mean this. And I say, oh fuck's sake, it's fucked it up. That's why, like, if I'm interested in seeing a film nowadays, I don't watch the trailers. Yeah, it's I think as well, if you crazy. if you're watching or if you're reading a long a long running series or watching a long running TV series, and they have images at the start that summarise what's previously gone before. Mm. Sometimes so much has gone before that they may focus in that summary on a single person. You think, oh, they're coming back to this issue. Yeah. You know, it's almost like that. You almost work out how they do it, and that leads you to work out the plot, I think, sometimes. Yeah. You kind of know the formula, and then... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by it's it's showing bits of the formula, you, you oh, okay, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the impact of, like, the guided view uh, uh, is, is important here? Because I, I think sometimes, you know, yeah. when I'm reading a comic, you sort of you know you shouldn't have the reveal on the bottom on the bottom right hand panel should you, you should be over the page but sometimes you sort of open that page and you think what there's something much more interesting going on in the bottom right hand page and you just start <laughs> yeah. you start reading that panel before you haven't read the 15 panels before it especially yeah. if it's really wordy yeah. you know yeah, yeah, well, that, yeah it's going to be a bit of a ball ache to get read through i'll just go and look at that panel over there because that's quite exciting but with guided view if you just got one panel at a time coming at you you know you can control the pace and you know you don't have to yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. Why I don't mind guided view. I don't mind it. Yeah. I, don't mind I never, it. I never used to do any of that shit, but I, I mean, quite like I, it. Now. I, I certainly think it works really well for some comics. Like um, today, I read the latest issue of Vinyl, and just that with, with a horror book, when you've got that pacing where you don't. I mean, it's lovely looking at the pages and seeing the gore or the you know the the action and the monsters and stuff. But with guided view, you it it keeps that every panel's a page turn. You're never quite mm. sure what the next panel is going to be, so you can. It can be really effective sometimes. Occasionally, I, I I play that game in my head to say, "Well, that's not that detailed. That's a smaller panel." I do that occasionally. Mm. Yeah, and then I'll double tap to see the whole page. Oh, that oh, that is a full page. It was, you know, it's a bit like that sometimes. Tricky reading older comics because when you get the zoomed in, it's really kind of oh god, that looks a bit. Yeah, I think we did on that Mister Miracle. What read that? Ah, uh, yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. it looks a bit. Uh, I'm not going to say amateurish, but you're kind of like. Uh, under detailed yeah yeah but yeah. when it goes back to the, the reveal it's like well if, well it's fine on the page i mean yeah. that's something small press creators are going to be able to explore that medium and how to tell the story that way because with the new amazon uh now we don't do comicsology well it's in the process of changing over it'll be up to the uh the, the creator to define that process of the the panels yeah the guided view so yeah, she, that, JWC was talking about it on the Slack yesterday, mm. wasn't she? And she she says it's quite easy to do, but you know there is a bit to it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you basically work the flow out yourself. I think is that right? Yeah, 
So essentially, if you went onto a, 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 a splash page, but it had three panels within the, the splash page, you go to the side right. Do they see the whole page first, or do they see the splash right. part and then focus on the three panels, or the three panels, then the whole page in its entirety, and then the larger image? It's yeah. You, you got to make additional creative decisions based just on that. Yeah, and also if there's if there's that little story trick, story plot point, Easter egg, whatever you want to call it, tiny in the middle of a page, what do you do with that? Do you know what I mean? Do you do that as a whole thing? You know, so it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? It really, I think, certainly it's going to affect artists going forward. And he has done, I'm sure, already. Where artists, you know, we're seeing it already, aren't we? The artists are putting a lot more detail into some pages. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But what's the point when you just do, could you just do the series of boxes that you press and click and animate along? Does the page layout lose something because... Yeah, page layout's a big thing. And something that's been talked about, J.H. Williams and all these sort of people, we've talked about it a lot in the past, haven't we? Mm. But it's just broken now, isn't it, in a way? Well, yeah. also, like, with the scrolling format, that kind of blows my mind. In, I, I tried to think about how would you design something out, and yeah, it's, it's a completely different way of thinking. Yeah, it's a different scrolling. beast, isn't it, really? Like, like we've, we've talked before how, like, comics originated as a disposable medium. They have now moved into being an interactive medium. Um, yeah. Whether, whether, I mean, sometimes successfully, um, sometimes, and um, you know, bells and whistles are nice, but sometimes it just ends yeah, up being noise. That's what the comic, yeah, yeah. The I think as well is you look at an artist like Storenko or Galassi or someone like that who splits a page up. He actually splits the image up with panel borders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You almost leap through a panel, don't you? And yeah. there's there's a there's going to have to be a skill to how we you break that up and yeah yeah yeah. There's there's a uh, connecting comic artist, uh, and there's a lot of people on that who now ask for digital artists. Oh, okay. Like making an actual preference to say, I want to work with a digital artist and not traditional, which is like, okay, that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know why that, that choice, maybe it's easier for kind of like transmitting the files to one another or, or something. But Easier to change? You know, yeah, that experience where they've asked for changes? Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be a reason for why people are preferring to work with digital artists because scanning something's a piece of piss. Is there a cleanup process that goes through when you scan something in though? Is that is that the is that does that slow you down a bit or is that a pain in the arse or? Depends. I don't know about you right. guys. Like if I've scanned in physical work as I used to all the time, it's easy to kind of get it cleaned up. It's really simple. It's not really that big of an issue. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Really. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, Comics hard work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's easy being a writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. You liar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, these days, everyone has to be um, everything, don't they? They have to be their their marketer. They have to be their promoter. They have to be their agent. They have to be everything, don't they? Is it called being agent. versatile? <laughs> Or uh, no, no. There's lots of words that I can think of that I'm not going to use. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I just thought I was quite interested. See, we start off on one topic and look where we end up. The state of comics yes. today. <laughs> oh, bloody comics! Uh, it's uh, interesting because I was thinking, like, if I was going to do uh, Iron Eagle after Vanguard, I was thinking I'd, I'd do it as one of those scrolling comics. And I was thinking, right, how how can I get the most out of this? Because those comics seem to have like. There's a lot of it, but the content is very sparse. 
yeah. feels like kind of it's like a manga almost isn't it a bit. Yeah, it's like yeah. butter yeah. thinly over bread whereas like weird uh, comic would use one page to tell this story that they fucking scroll on forever to play a scene out because you want you want the reader to spend more time on your comic not so much the getting the hits out of it do you know what i mean it's yeah. like like you know like youtube videos where if you do 10 minutes you can advertise it so they'd stretch an idea that you could cover in 30 seconds out to 10 minutes <laughs> yeah it's a lot of that yeah. going on there feels yeah. bloated and there's yeah. a lot that like that I, I i see on the scrolling stuff and it's, uh, it, it's interesting like um are they thinking about a print edition eventually and how that's going to read because a lot of these get turned into collections don't they eventually i don't know how those presumably you must think of a format there must be if i did research and i'm sure someone's already conquered this but like how how those scroll comments how would you format that to go into a print comic and is there a working method you set out at the start for that Mm. process do you know what i mean like if you think right this this dimensions i've got to have a cut there at that page so it fits within a a 21 page issue or or whatever you're going to do yeah also as the scrolling thing yeah Interesting. But, uh, yeah, perhaps we get someone a bod on who knows what they're talking about. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we will. We'll talk about anything on on this show. Because I'm talking out my ass on that regard. <laughs> never, very, very never, very Dan. Never. I'm doing the old fucking Ace Ventura. <laughs> 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 but our detective uh, for the week, investigative yes. detective journalist, the detective journalist, man about town. And general legend is our guest, who's just you're, you're being very, very well behaved. Yeah. Just... <laughs> well, I was I, I I'm the self self styled uh, London correspondent of Down the Tubes. This is this is, uh, <laughs> this is this is how I get to get out and about in the, in the comics world mainly. So uh, yeah, all those uh, all, all those events we're about we're about to, we're about to discuss. They're all. Uh, care of uh, John Freeman who lives 300 miles away and, and can't ever go to all these things he gets invited to in London but luckily yeah. you know people who live nearby so, yeah so uh, what, on, what on earth have you been up to uh, I've, I've, been, I've been to a few things recently uh, what the, should we start with yeah what should we start with shall we, shall we start with the Beano yeah yes, go on. always yes. always yeah. everything starts with the Beano exactly right? yeah everything comes back to 2018 no everything comes back to the Beano yes um, so, yes <laughs> I've been um so i guess you know so we've had quite a you know a number of i suppose big exhibitions about comics and in london over the last we've been doing all right haven't we yeah, yeah we had yeah. the manga one didn't we we've had a few yeah. things recently yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, comics unmasked at the british library what was that 2014 2015 something like that yeah sounds about right yeah manga at the uh, british museum so you know and so some big ones but i think you know this exhibition uh, at Somerset House, which has had good comics stuff before. Had they the had, Peanuts um, one there, didn't it? A few years ago. Yeah, the Peanuts one a few years ago, and they had an exhibition about um, uh, Her- Herge, uh, the uh, Tintin artist. Um, oh, right. Uh, that I went to a few years ago, and I, I when John sent me the invitation for this, I thought for anyone who's familiar or unfamiliar with Somerset House, when you sort of enter it from the Strand, you you can see sort of the main square, which used to be the car park when it was Inland Revenue. But no, that's where they have the ice skating <laughs> rink. Uh, that's where they have gigs, isn't they? They have gigs there, yeah, don't they? Yeah, I, th- I saw, I hate to admit it, but I saw Snow Patrol there once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they've got... They've got <laughs> that was shade. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and off to the left, 
of that in sort of one of the wings of Somerset House. They, that's where I saw the, the Hergé exhibition, and I thought the Beano exhibition would be in that space. Uh, but it's not. It's in their main exhibition space, which I don't okay. know how many sort of square foot that is. But, you know, it's really big. I mean, I saw Paul Gravette on Facebook the other day describe it as the single biggest exhibition we've ever had in this country dedicated to, you know, to a, oh, wow. a particular okay. title. Oh, wow. um, I must get I mean, down I, to this, you know. Because, yeah. um, I mean, I can think I've, I've been to uh, Southport, you know, on Merseyside for some of their sort of Dan Dare and Eagle exhibitions they've had. And that's in their sort of, I'm not doing it down, the Atkinson Art Gallery, you know, but it is their sort of town museum you know, slash art gallery. And it is, you know, big and it is nice, but, you know, it's not as big as Somerset House, you know, it's not as big yeah. as uh, the, the British Library exhibition space. Um, so, yeah, so that has taken over their exhibition space. So it's the first exhibition they've had basically since COVID. Uh, and they started planning it a couple of years ago. And amazingly, it hasn't been derailed by COVID. They've managed to, um, you know, they kept it on sort of, uh, on on track um, even during the pandemic it didn't get um, get blown off course by that and it's open uh, opened about a week ago opened on the 21st of October and it runs till the 6th of March um, so it's on for uh, wherever that is uh, five or six months uh, and it's called Beano the art of breaking the rules um, so I mean it's what does it's, it mean by that because yeah. obviously an exhibition title is always a, yeah. a loaded thing, isn't it? You know, whenever you've been to any art exhibition, like there's usually yeah. a sting in the tail. Um, but w- whenever, like probably the larger audience or certainly comics people, um, f- for want of a better word, snobs, they'll be like, Beano, breaking the rules, please. It, it kind of what in, in my head, I see it like that because it's it's very much and something we talked about off mic was the um, it's the forerunner of Viz really the Beano isn't it from, yeah. from many years beforehand it's yeah. it's the first working class everyone's a rebel aren't they there's yeah. a bit of that going on you think or yeah I think I mean the so the, the subtitle you mentioned there the art of breaking the rules so actually this exhibition has got it's got a lot a lot a lot a lot we're coming to in a minute I'm sure of original art from the Beano. You know, the DC Thompson right. archive has been well and truly raided. There's, you know, probably it's nearly a couple of hundred original pages of original of original art that are on display there, and that's mixed in uh, with uh, modern pieces, modern modern art. And some of that is some of that modern art existed already. So, uh, and some of it has been commissioned for this exhibition. And I suppose it's trying to look at people who you know maybe read the Beano and then have gone on to become modern artists and you know and maybe how the Beano you know has subconsciously or you know consciously affected them and their desire um to you know to, to break the rules to you know to be different to you know to to do something different so I don't you know it's like uh, Sarah Lucas's portrait Sarah Lucas the sort of the uh what one of the YBAs the sort of young British artists is that picture of us sort of okay. in the seat okay. with sort of uh um, two eggs, uh, two fried eggs uh, on a on a black t-shirt. Uh, so you know, so that is in there. And you think, oh, that's quite a well-known piece of work. But then there are other things in there, which, like I said, have been commissioned for this. And I think actually the pieces that have been commissioned for this and which play on the Beano work the best because they're really sort of trying to look at the Beano and think about, um, you know, how how can I make you know art about the Beano? Um, as one right at the start which is by, I forget the artist's name, but it's in the style like of an Ellis Lowry painting. Um, okay. 
and it's got but it's got all the sort of the Beano characters sort of like one of those sort of was it like on on the way to the is it on the way to the mill or on the way to the football match? You know, we get the sort of the foreground with all the characters walking along and the sort of yeah. the, the sort of the sooty industrial background in the past in the in the um, in the background. But actually, when you sort of so you look at it, and think, oh, well, that's like an L.S. Lowry painting it's by David Litchfield. That's his name. But actually, you know, you sort of out the corner of your eye, you think, oh, it's an L.S. Lowry painting. But then you look at it a bit closer, you think, hang on, hang on, hang on, no, it's not. It's actually you know, big ego. You know, the sort of the ostrich used to be on the front of the. The Beano yeah. and Lord yeah. Snooty, and uh, you know, and suddenly it's like, hang on, hang on, wait a minute, and you, you know, you, you, you've stopped, you've done a double check, and suddenly you're looking at all these little pictures, all these little, you know, Ellis Lowry like figures, and realizing they're all characters, and then you're going, all oh, right, which one's that? Which one? Oh, do I know that one? Is that just a generic kid? Or oh, no, hang on, that one there, top hat, that's Lord Snooty. Hang on, that's Biffo the bear. Who's that sort of thing? So, you know, so, so I think the ones that, uh, you know, people have been commissioned. I think were better than slightly, you know, plonking like I'm going to, you know, Klaus Oldenburg's sculpture of a pair of knobbly knees, which, which is in the <laughs> exhibition, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, which I'm sure has its place, but you know, but I, I, I prefer the, you know, the several pieces which are, you know, uh, like I say, um, bespoke uh, for this uh, exhibition, and, uh, and and they work really well. But uh, so yeah, so that's the sort of the art of breaking the rules so there so there's the art as in the original comic art and then there's the art in terms of i suppose the modern art um but even that i think you know if you're a kid and you and you know and you sort of i don't know you see a poster for the beano exhibition and you know you must and you nag your parents enough to go to it actually as a kid when you get in there you know the first room you go into is like sort of it's sort of they've got these rooms they're sort of they've set it up as sort of different rooms so like the first space you go into is sort of set up as like as a museum and then you go on and there's you know, various other rooms. But that, the first room, the museum room, has got loads of like early um, Dudley D. Watkins, you know, work in there. And Dudley right. D. Watkins, I mean, he did, he did the Bruins or Willie, um, uh, as well as uh, stuff for the Bean. And actually, you know, as a parent, you know, the kid, you know, if you turn up with a five year old, you know, you won't know Dudley D. Watkins from anyone. And yeah. even if, you know, even if you trot that kid around, you know, it takes quite a long time to get to the sort of the more modern. You know, Beano stuff that they'll go. Oh, hang on, here's something from the early 2000s. Well, actually, you know, the, if you think you might read the Beano for five years, you know, you need something from the last five years. Yeah, early 2000s is still a long way off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, oh, that's yeah. Quite recent. oh, look, there's Laura Howell or something. Oh, you know, but Laura Howell. Oh, okay, Laura Howell still works for the Beano. You know what I mean? But it takes a while. Yeah. So actually, there's loads of stuff in there. That actually, the kids will go. I don't know who this Lord Snooty guy is, you know. I don't know who this Biffo the Bear dude is, you know. Move, move along, you know. So actually, the kids will be going. Why is his dad hitting him with a slipper? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but actually, if you're a parent, you might suddenly go, "Hold up, I didn't know there was going to be." Oh, oh, I used to love Biffo the Bear, and suddenly, you know, maybe you know you've been, you know, suckered in by your kid, and suddenly you're thinking, "Oh, I tell you what, they've got a Jonah strip over there. I used to bloody love Jonah," or you know, it's uh, the three, you know, little plum, the three and the three bears, or whatever they're called. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's a bit strange like that, you know. If you're a five-year-old or you know whatever, whatever the average age of a Beano reader is, I think you'll, you know, I think you know it's fun and it's colourful and there's lots going on and you can zip around, you know, go from room to room because there are a lot of rooms, there's a lot of stuff going on. But actually, it will take you quite a long time for you to get to anything that you recognise as being in your Beano. I get you. You know, <clears> I guess <throat> there are characters that have been in it for a long time, so you can think, oh look, here's a funny version of, you know, Dennis the Menace from a long time ago. 
you know yeah you know you'd recognize the character even though you wouldn't be able to say oh look that's uh, uh david law or you know but you'd re- you'd recognize him as a character so it's uh yeah so it's an interesting sort of mix it's of a, it sounds like it. it's it's the history of it you know it's doesn't i'm gonna from what you're describing it's yeah. not it's totally designed for kids it's designed to exhibit the history of the beano which is you know it's a landmark isn't it yeah i guess and you know and some of it you know obviously is highlights things that you know and it says in the captions you know this you know description of characters you know based on racial stereotypes sexual stereotypes which were not popular you know but which are of their time you know and it says yeah yeah you know these were stereotypes which are you know which prevailed at the time they were wrong then you know they're wrong now they were wrong then you know we're but we're showing you and like you say like with dennis getting slippered and you know they've moved away from that as the you know that's the answer to all the uh, you know that's what happens in the final frame. You know that that doesn't happen and hasn't happened for um, a long time. But yeah, I mean the, the the quality of the art. You know the artists they've got. You know the stuff they've got from the DC Thompson archive. You know is, is oh mate, it must be. I'm so desperate to get to it. Yeah, I need yeah. to get down there. Yeah, and I mean, got, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ken Reed, pages. You know, oh nice. Just, uh, Leo Baxendale is in there. You know, it's just oh here's half a dozen Leo Baxendale pages in here. Oh, say, oh my god. You know, it's just fantastic. And like Jonah, I always used to love Jonah. I didn't read the Beano or, or even, you know, the Dandy as a kid, but I could somehow tell that there was something about, you know, Jonah as a strip, yeah. you know, and for anyone who's never read it, you know, he's his character, he, he gets on board a ship and whatever happens, that ship will sink. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's just it's a series of calamities when he gets on board a ship. And it was just, <laughs> you know, and it's just sort of the, sort of the opposite of like those IPC humour comics, which, you know, Pat Mills will, tell you he's like he couldn't work out why they were still publishing these comics because they just weren't funny anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know what, yeah. what you know you got these old old blokes sucking you know pipes and sort of you know writing with what writing for wizard and chips and you think oh you wonder why i died it's stop being funny whereas jonah is just you know there is so much action on every single page it's just squeezing as many you know more and more panels into a page you know it's just who was the one we met at nottingham vince was it nigel parkinson i'm gonna say was he the dude do you remember He's been an artist, Nigel. Yeah, he's a nice dude. I remember when we did we did Nottingham. Yeah. It was like his first time he did a convention. And he quite liked it, and then he, he's doing a few now. He's doing one I'm going to mention yet later. But uh, yeah, he's he's an entertaining dude. Yeah, I've I've, I've met him at a, a con not at Nottingham, but at one in London. And yeah, and I, I mean, I, I didn't I, I didn't know and met him, and you know, it's not you know really my area of you know. Uh, knowledge or collecting but you know yeah. it was so you know it was so you know it was it was so great to meet even though you know i was just sort of trying to sort of walk past his table politely you know without trying to buy anything you know but it was just, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we do that a lot of cons don't we yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. talk about thought bubble later but you know we're, we're not gonna... <laughs> um, but he was so engaging and so nice and so yeah so i'd really recommend um, but so i think yes, you're right there rich yeah. is the thing is with with the beano is i haven't read the beano for decades you know yeah. but there's such a nostalgia in in it that i'm desperate to go and see this exhibition like you see for people like ken reed and leo baxendale and stuff like that that's the stuff i mean i bought a book of ken reed's recently you know just just it's so nostalgic it really brings back your childhood doesn't it i think Mm. yeah 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 and and also it's still absolutely kicking ass to these day to this day it's great isn't it it's it's i just looked it up 1938 it started isn't that incredible yeah 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 i mean the stuff they've got comics 
<laughs> stuff they've got in there is, you know, I mean, as well as having, like, they've got the first, the original art for the first Dennis the Menace strip. They've got the first art, I think, in there for Minnie the Minx. Right. And they've got, in that first room, you go in the museum room, they've got sort of the notes from the editor about, so Big Ego, who was the character that was on the, those really early issues of the Beano. Yeah. Was a sort of the ostrich character. And the sort of, it was a wordless sort of strip. And he was always, I think he was always losing his egg, you know, supposed to be hatching this egg out but you know it's got the original sort of memo saying you know here are my three ideas for you know humorous adventures for big ego and his egg you know and it's oh my well, god you lose know. the other two <laughs> <laughs> you know but it's, like, oh my god, it's incredible that you've you know you've not only have you found you know you've kept that you know as a yeah that's brilliant that is great uh, and yeah. you know and, and then you can share it but yeah like i said i mean it's just you're going to it's just original art uh, everywhere and you know from like i say this really early sort of you know 30s and 40s stuff you know some of the sort of the wartime strips uh but then you know then you know obviously ken ken reed you know uh is, is after that um and it's just you know sandy calder for like the billy the cat for some of that there's many of the minks there's um there's, there's so many artists uh that are in there it's just it's a fantastic yeah. collection is there any merch there at all was there much to buy Oh my God! Is there much? Wow! I tell you, are you going? <laughs> you go into the light. You say so you sort of trot all the way around, and it is. I mean, I was in there for two hours when I went, and yeah. and that was, I, mean, I went on on the press view. So, which is not to show off. What I mean is, there weren't many people there. You know, yeah. So actually, yeah. you know, I could go around at my own pace. I didn't have to sort of think. Hang on, this is taking a bit longer than I wanted to because I had to queue up behind you know kids who were doing stuff. It was like, no, no, this yeah. was you know, um, it would have taken longer if there were you know. Uh, a normal amount of people in there and then you get and when you get right to the end you go into the shop and the shop is like a whole wall of like beano t-shirts there's a whole wall nice. of beano books uh all sorts <laughs> of sort of um you know reprints or sort of you know modern things that they produce you know dennis and nash's guide to life and you know whatever it is and then there's sort of tables you know it's covered in stuff as well uh in terms of uh you know branded um, merchandise and there is uh and there's a sort of the catalog that you get uh it's, it's not it's not a catalog it's an exhibition comic actually okay that's nice um, yeah so good. yeah so that you know that sort of like it looks like a normal sort of issue of the beano you know but it's got a you know a bit of um a bit of history in there as well and it's got sort of the curator that goes organizes uh andy holden i think his name is um uh he, he features uh in it uh, quite a lot, and yeah, actually, yeah, there is. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh, words by Andy Holden, art Nigel Parkinson. There we go. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, oh yeah, the lovely uh, Tom Patterson back page, Calamity James. Tom Patterson's. Oh, again, he's just he's a fantastic artist as well, and you can really, I mean, obviously heavily influenced by Leo Baxendale. Um, but again, he was just one of those artists. You know, I didn't know his name when I was reading his stuff growing up, but you could just. One of those artists who just tries to fill every frame with as much as possible. There's always stuff going on, you know. There's yeah. not just draw a man walking across the street. It's like a man walking across the street, but then there are like the, the mice are walking around, and there's something there's a crow yeah. flying by, and it's just you know he just tries to fill every page. I mean, we know, go on about it. Sergio, you know, from America doing that, you know, in, yeah. in Mad Magazine, but we had they were doing that already in the Beano for years, yeah. for decades, yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, so the merch is you know is a fantastic display. Um, See my review on downthetubes.com uh on net yeah. for uh for more more photos but yeah there is a, there is an awful lot of merchandise and yeah like i said this sort of exhibition comic is i think it's a fiver um but it's you know it's, it's really nicely done so it's not you mm. know it's trying to 
encourage kids to to end up with one of those to take home rather than you know some big weight that's not stupidly expensive is it yeah that's great that's a good price yeah yeah it's it's a good price but yeah if you want yeah like i say i mean there's t-shirts there are pillows there are cards uh, do they sell uh, a red and black striped jumper because that would go down as Uh, they've got some. I can see. Look at my photos now. There's definitely a red and black T-shirt. You could definitely help yourself to a red and black T-shirt. Uh, and, and they've got a posh merch as well. Uh, Radley you may not be aware of Radley, or you might, huh? might be. You might have yeah. other halves with expensive taste. They do like posh handbags and things. Oh, right. Yeah, I know Radley. Yeah. Uh, so they've got like Beano themed posh handbags. Um, if that you know, wow. floats floats yeah. the boat for the, you know, the significant in other the, in your life um, in the Beano if one of the kids like lost their clothes or they didn't have money for clothes they always yeah. came in like with a barrel with braces on <laughs> yeah. and then, like, yeah. why, why a barrel <laughs> <laughs> don't you have one lying around Dan just in case it's usually like the Bass Street kids like some kid wouldn't have any clothes because like they're too poor or something they'd come in with a barrel with braces on <laughs> <laughs> there's a great one of the one of the sort of the contemporary pieces they've got there is a take on uh, uh, David Hockney's uh, painting. Is it called a, a splash or a bigger splash? Oh uh, yeah, like one of those sort of California sort of you know guy diving into a swimming pool. Yeah, I know the one. And sort yeah, of yeah. bathed in sort of glorious California sun. Anyway, there is one of those with Dennis in a barrel and braces. Or is he maybe maybe he's just in his swimming trunks? But he's diving in, and, and that is like you say, very very evocative um, of, of that. Of that era and that style of yeah, if you forget your if you forget your um, your swimming trunks, then you're in trouble. Let me just have a look. Oh no, he's not. I've, I've just checked. He's got his red and white. He's got red and black. Oh, what a swipe. Right, swimming trunks in. But again, it's that. It's a play on it. It's really yeah. That's nice. Just, like uh, you said, Viz, you go. You can go straight from the Beano to Viz because a lot of the, yeah. the language and the way they sort of do the comics, mm. you jump from one one to the other, and it is kind of like I feel very much like it's a working class kind of yeah. That's what I miss. Yeah. 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 There's a great great documentary. I think it's from a one show episode where John Sargent gets shown around the the offices of the Beano. There's a great, if you look on YouTube, it's a really fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be great. So, yeah. It's really, as a really, as a, one of my other favorite pieces that they, again, was a new installation was. Uh, there's like there's like a model of Beano Town because they all you know shared universe. They all live in the same town, don't they? There's always sort of crazy yeah. stuff going on, and uh, and they I uh, forget the artist who's done it, but there is like a it's one of those sort of corporate promotional videos that sort of say, "Welcome to Stevenage, the home of you know quiet industry since 1822." You know, one of those really sort of <laughs> yeah. corporate. You know, yeah. just you know, yeah. you just feel the life sagging out of you as you start to listen to this sort of soothing voice <laughs> telling you about this dull town and so it's exactly and it's done by uh, people who are in saint etienne i think it's like um well the band is, yeah the band yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. i think one, one of them has done the music for it and one of them is, is i think maybe she um is it sarah oh, i can't remember i you know she yeah. she does this, the words and then uh, one of the guys has done the music and it's sort of it's doing this sort of home of the largest Sausage roll factory in the world, and then there'll be all these sort of <laughs> frames from the comic of you know just ridiculous accidents and just death and destruction going on at the largest sausage roll factory in the world. But they're really extolling it as a virtue. It's so lovely being in a town. It's got it's a very large mountain, you know. And then there's like you know people killing themselves, you know, just falling off the mountain and thing. And it's just sort of you know really 
really plays on that sort of this is the sort of thing you would see if you lived here you know we'd have a lovely corporate video but the corporate video is you know completely corrupted because it's full of Beano characters you know just yeah yeah it does sound uh, good the the anarchy that was yeah. was everywhere in british comics back then is yeah. I, I like you know you got it in 2000 ad with you know stuff like ace trucking co and all this sort of yeah. thing as well didn't you we got it all over the place i miss that actually i miss that that kids don't see that quite as much possibly yeah, because they're just yeah. all fucking nutters, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they're all um, they're all nutters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all going. But there's um, oh, okay. and the other one I'd recommend is again it's all buried in the in the depths of the modern art section. But there's right. one where it's like um, it's called something like um, oh, what was it? Uh, they're on. They're all on Zoom, basically. There was all the kids, of, all the Bass Street kids, have grown up, uh, <laughs> uh, and they're on. Uh, it's Dennis and Dennis and Nasha Zoom. It's called, and it's uh, and they're all. They've all. They've all grown up, and they're all on Zoom, and it's. Uh, and, and what they all look like now, and I think Minnie the Minx is. I think she's become a wellness coordinator, and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a theory that um, that uh, Simon Russell is an ex Beano character. I've told him that. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely Natcher, and he. <laughs> He's got that look in his eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon it could be uh, Roger the Dodger. Flagging <laughs> 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 me a biz drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long is this um this exhibition on for? Until uh, the start of March. Uh, start of March. Um, six, oh, that's brilliant. Sixth of March. Yeah. So, so it's on, yeah. it's on for ages, and. Um, I think you. Uh, I did have the prices as well. They, I think they were about. I think it's about sixteen pounds for an adult, which is probably yeah full full prices, sixteen pounds, which you know, is is a a lot, but is b what you would pay if you were going to see something at you know National Gallery, National Portrait Gallery. Well, it's, it's, an art, it's an art Eight. exhibition. It's not, yeah, and if it's that massive, yeah. man, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. With yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we uh, talk about how like um, the sequential medium, no matter, no matter, in all its forms, should be treated the same as all these other art mediums. So we have to deal with the fact that when it is, we've got to deal with the same prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but you can, yeah if you're a family, if family of three, so one adult and two kids is twenty two pounds. So, you know, oh, that's take, all right. I mean, take, it's, yeah. be- it's better than a normal art exhibition, isn't it? Because exactly. like, you got something for your kids as well. So there you go. And you can spend yeah. loads of money on handbags at the end. Oh, who? I mean, that's the dream, isn't it, Tony? What are they called? Radley? Is that what they're called? Ra- Radley. Yeah. Radley. As handbags. you well know, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you, you should know it because uh, I think their logo is a little um, little dog. Oh, is it like a Scotty dog? I've a seen Scotty that dog. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, the quality of the art, you know, it's just, it's just. Yeah. Fantastic! It's, it's re- re- really worth going checking out. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm, definitely, like, I'm definitely going to go. You know, yeah, yeah. Pl- plenty of stars in plenty of places where I've seen I've seen it reviewed by by real uh, art, art journalists uh, yeah, rather than just blaggers like me. So, hey, yeah. no, 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 no! <laughs> you're real. You're the, you're the Rich is on the street. Yeah, you're the realest person we know. Because <laughs> uh, you're living in a bunker. Yeah, yeah that's true. We, yeah, live yeah, our, yeah, we live yeah. in our sex bunker. Yeah. The what? It's not. There's no anniversary attached to it, though, is it? It's, I'm right in thinking it's not like. No, it's so, not. It's not a particular. I mean, it's not themed around Dennis the Menace, for instance. Uh, yeah. So no, okay. it's not. It's not aimed at a particular. Just generally the Beano, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just generally the the Beano, yeah. 
Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So where yeah. else have you been on your travels? Uh, where else have I been? Um, I've been... Uh, I went I went to the Cartoon Museum uh, the other evening. went for an exhibition, or sort of a, uh, an exhibition. This uh, is the V Vendetta thing, yeah? Uh, no, not not V Vendetta. As right. was, which I couldn't go to this week. I was trying to go to the V Vendetta, which actually has been extended for a fortnight. It was due to close today, as we record on the Sunday. I'm so uh, lazy. But, it's only around a corner from Gosh, and I'm in there every week. I'm bothered yeah. to go in. I must go and see it as well. Yeah, it's yeah. been extended by a fortnight, so it runs okay, to the middle of November uh, now. So yes, yeah, so you still got still got two weeks. But they, you're right. They did have an event with David Lloyd this week, uh, uh, and all sorts of stuff. But I couldn't go to that. But I had. Been the week before, um, where well, they had a creator called uh, Sydney Jordan, um, who created Jeff Hawk, which was a oh, yeah. paper strip that ran in the Express. Uh, I've got the collection of that. I think it's got the one with the bowling cover on it. Yeah, so yeah. Titan Books yeah. back in the you know when they used to put out those sort of black and white dread reprints. You know when they were yeah. the only reprints that uh, that you could get. They put out two volumes then, uh, both with Bolland covers. So I think Bolland worked on the strip um, okay. a little bit. And and must still be a big fan because he he did the cover for that Masters of British Comic Art book by David Roach. Yes, one we talked about. Yeah, yeah, one we talked about. And on that there is one of the sort of the Colvorok and sort of the alien, and he's on the front of that. So I think Bond is a bit is a bit is a big uh, Jeff Hawk fan. Oh, um, nice. So you know, classic sort of newspaper strip, sort of you know, three panels. You know, you've got to have a. You're gonna fin- finish up yesterday's story and you know move the story on a bit and leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger, which you know in three panels is you know is crazy <laughs> talk. Um, but you know it's really intelligent science fiction story um, uh, set. You know, like I said, you know from the fifties, but it ran for let's say about thirty years. Uh, so you know, ran and ran and ran. Um, and they recently put out a the sort of uh, the publishers, the the book palace, uh, who put out that yeah. sort of sort of quarterly magazine, illustrators, which features all sorts of different illustrators, but they've also done these sort of special sort of one-off volumes dedicated to a particular theme. So, uh, like, so they've one, done one about war comics. They've done sort of Spanish artists. Um, Are they based in Crystal Palace, Rich? Is that them? Well, yeah, the it's, it, it is them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, they used to have a big them. book, couple of bookshops there, didn't they? For a yeah, while. you did used to be able yeah. to go in uh but you haven't been able to get go in for long day a big sort of warehouse i remember going into once as well and you know just yeah. comics, you know just thousands and thousands of comics piled up and it's all like what do you want to buy and you're like oh my god you know i've yeah. never seen so many comics in my entire life and you sort of you know i'll have that one please <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so but anyway but they recently put out a book a, a book it's the biggest book they put out recently uh actually it's let's say it's I haven't got it next to me, but it's about 160 pages, and it's a wow. sort of a double header of so Sydney Jordan's work and Jim Holdaway, who's probably best known for his sort of work on Modesty Blaze. Uh, oh, nice! Very, uh, dynamic style and just the detail and the hatching is it's just incredible. So, but I but, saw his stuff in believe it or not in Stockholm. There is a shop that sells his work and has a little exhib- exhibit space as well right. and sells loads of Modesty Blaze stuff there. Okay. And I saw some of his art original art there. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, but, so, but Sydney Jordan is, is still alive. I mean, he's 90 ish. Right. Okay. 93 or yeah. something, you know, uh, and basically this, a collector basically filled, if you, when you go into the cartoon museum on the left, when you go and you saw where they have the sort of the sort of, the space where the kids do the workshops with Steve Marchant. 
um, you know, unlike yeah. the rest of it, which is, you know, got stuff up on the walls, there's this sort of space there, uh, which they often sort of use as a sort of cloakroom and place to get a glass of wine if you go out for an event at there at the Cartoon Museum. But they turned that, they basically had, I think it was 178 of these newspaper strips there, sort of uh, up in, not frames, you know, but sort of, you know, uh, but presented. So one, two, three, four. Uh, and, you know, so the room, you know, just completely full of original art, you know, from, you know, from the early days of Strip and had other material that Sydney had worked on for the for projects that hadn't, that hadn't come off, you know, for a sort of a comic that the Daily Express wanted to produce at one point for like an, okay. for an annual strip, you know, things that, you know, never been published, you know, Sydney had done the work on them, but they just, you know, got cancelled at the last minute and therefore they just saw, you know, he's like, all right, we just, you know, I got paid for that, I'll put it away sort of thing. Uh, and until this book came out and which features these strips, um, you know, they'd never been seen before. And so it was sort of just a sort of a bit of a one-off uh, opportunity to to see that art. Uh, and Steve Marchant had got fished out from sort of the Cartoon Museum's archive, some of Sydney's really early work from the early 50s that he'd done, um, that Sydney hadn't seen for, well, you know, probably since it was done, uh, which had come from um, sort of... A, uh, the art agency that sort of commissioned it must have you know closed down and they got flogged off and they 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 bought a job lot at auction and it was oh, wow, okay. um so yeah so that was that was really interesting um to see uh and and again you can it's on down the tubes uh you can read my uh, <laughs> my five pounds my, please john yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um, of course the other thing you've done rich is you're the yeah. only person we've had on who went to the lakes this year so I, I, um, I did go to that. In, in between writing up uh, reviews for John uh, on Down the Tubes. He also down the tubes dot net. Yeah. He also uh, got me or you know, um, uh, a ticket to go to the lakes. So, yes, I, I've never been to the lakes festival before. Uh, so uh, it's my first time there. So I can't tell you if it was bigger or smaller than previous years. Although yeah. I understand it was well, how did you time. find it, man? Because it's an interesting space they've got there, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I've only been once, but yeah. Right. How did you have, you not, it? have you not read my review on downthetubes.net? Oh, is it on downthetubes.net? <laughs> is it on there? The, uh... <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find it, dude? As, as um, a punter. You went as a punter, I'm guessing, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I went as a punter. Um, so I found, so Kendall uh, it, it itself is a you know, really nice, interesting sort of town just on the edge of the lake. This year. I mean, it's, it's, got, it's got like two museums, a castle... Got high street full of independent shops it's got yeah. an art it's got an art gallery did you get into center. that did you oh get into God, the oxfam yeah. that had all the cheap comics in it uh, i did i did get in there i sent you some photos from the oxfam with it yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody <laughs> knows their onions in the oxfam in kendall because they do don't they yeah I, I, I was, it's sort of on the way to the brewery art center i already had the huge bag because i was like oh, i'm gonna sit on a train for three and a half hours on the way up there oh i'm three and a half <laughs> hours on the way back oh i can read a lot of comics so you know i sort of you know, taking a stash <laughs> of stuff to read with me and then the you know after about ten minutes of walking through Kendall, I get to the Kendall Oxfam shop, and somebody, like I say, as they have saved up their stock all year, you know, <laughs> to get it out on display this weekend. And I was, like, oh, Tony, you, sh you should be here. This they said, I remember seeing they had um, when I was there a couple of years ago. They had the um, original run, apart from Giant Size. They had all the right. um, Uncanny X Men, like all from right. like right. the start of it through to about one thirty, one forty, something like that. They had a load of. Um, Lenwin yeah. Hulks, and you sent me some pictures of some Master of Kung Fu's they had there, didn't I? They? Did, yeah, a lot of Master yeah. of Kung Fu. I, 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 saw, I saw them thought of you, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. good stuff. 
So yeah, so yeah, so then it was like, oh my god, to buy some comics on the way. I haven't even arrived. I haven't even put my bag down and buy <laughs> comics. Um, and you know, there was. I mean, so having said, you know, I think it was smaller than in previous years. You know, there was still more. You know, there was still not too much. You know, there was still more than enough. You know, yeah. to fill fill my time. I can't imagine I'd ever cope with Thought Bubble. You know, because you know, hundreds of people there. You know, but um, <laughs> so I, I I went to like they do like a on the Friday night, they sort of have a sort of opening event uh, and they do what they call like a balloon debate. So it's like you have eight people sort of pleading the case for their particular comics character and then the audience vote. And then, you know, you sort okay. of, you slowly throw out, you know, whoever gets the least votes gets thrown out and then somebody else. Uh, and then you sort of go around again and make another case for why you should, you know, keep your character in. So like, so like Mark Jackson, um, was there and he was making yeah. the case for Gru, you know, being the greatest comics character ever. Uh, <laughs> and Kate Charlesworth was was there for Auntie Studs, a sort of iconic sort of a, uh, a character from a, a comic strips. And because uh, it was sort of a tie-up with NCS Fest in the US, there was yeah, a couple of US guests who were sort of dialing in and you know making their case. Uh, and Martin Rousen, who's a political cartoonist. Yeah, I like his stuff. Yeah, I met him at yeah. that. I met him at the NCS festival actually. Yeah, okay. super nice guy. Yeah, really is. Yeah. So and and he he in the end he he uh, he, he won uh, and you know the strength of his you know presentation and his you know and his character. Um, but I think the final I think it came down to Asterix, uh, and who Martin wasn't voting for. Um, I can't, uh, who did Martin vote for? Uh, in the end, I can't remember that. Actually, having said yeah. that, we, uh, he, he won enough. Hearts and minds to get people to uh, to, to vote. He's for a pretty funny dude, actually. Isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that that was definitely that was definitely helping him out. Um, he was oh, he crazy cat, crazy cat. Oh, okay. Uh, talking about talking right. around newspaper strips. So you know, uh, crazy cat George Herriman's uh, iconic, strange newspaper strip about a love triangle between a mouse, a cat, and Officer Pup, um, which, I, <laughs> which I remember reading in the Guardian. Um, that old, old parody now. That old yeah, I've, just, I've just read a parody of that, haven't I? I told you boys about it earlier. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I did that, and then yeah, and then there were talks on the on the Saturday. Uh, so I went to see Jacob and Sean Phillips. Um, since I didn't go to breakfast with them recently, unlike Tony, um, I didn't, uh... <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> um, so, so they were interviewed by Julie Tate, who's sort of the organizer. So, some of that was a bit of chat, and then they got them up on a couple of cintiques, and they were doing some drawing, and you know that was. Uh, Enjoying that, uh, and then I went. I went to the um, the Viz talk, um, which, which 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 was really funny. Um, so that was that was really good, and it was in you know it was like in the, like a lecture hall theatre sort of style. There was plenty of room, so you know if you were sort of worried about you know wearing masks and things, you know there was enough room that you could sort of sit you know on your own. It wasn't sort of crammed in, so you know that felt quite good. And had the comics clock tower as well, which is sort of you know where people are, are selling stuff. Um, yeah, oh, and where they do signings, so they got a space there. So, like, I, I, you know, Charlie Adlard signed a book for me. You know, it was a really. I was went and I thought, thought, well, I've got half an hour between sort of talks. So I'll just pop along to Clock Town, just you know, see yeah. what it's like. And there was like two people in the queue, you know, to see Charlie Adlard, and I was like, oh, I think I might get more than a signature here. Uh, you know, and he was quite happy, you know, doodling away, you know, for you know, for this very short queue of people. So I was like, wow, this is. You know, you go to other things. You know, the queue will be out the door for yeah. people wanting a zombie, signal, you know, picture. So, uh, and there was a Martin Rouse, and, and you know, had a big exhibition as well in this sort of um, art gallery as well. So I went to that. Um, 
I went to uh, Dave McKean was there talking about his new book, Raptor. Yeah, I missed uh, that. I love that book, man. That's an amazing yeah. book. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And it's just, I mean, he, you know, he was talking about that, but he had this sort of, and sort of his laptop with his sort of, oh, I, I should, you know, show you some other stuff I'm doing as well. So he sort of goes along. He's like, oh, yeah, this is, oh, here's a drawing I'm doing about, like, for the Folio Society, about Gormagast. <laughs> they said, oh, they wanted me to do 24, you know, we didn't sign the contract to do 24 drawings for Gormagast. Okay. But then I did, and then I accidentally did 150. And it was, oh, my God, you know, it's just, you know, it's just sort of must live and breathe, you know, creativity and that sort of uh, drive, you know, just, you know, just always be. Oh, man. Uh, so, and it, so it was, you know, he was trying to sort of flick through 150 drawings about Gormagast. Oh, my God. These are, and he's, oh, well, I've got this project as well. Oh, I've got this project. I've got this thing going on over here. And it's just, you know, like an hour, you know, talking, he was talking to Paul Gravette. And he's like, oh, you could have sat there all day going through his laptop going, what's that? What's that one for? What's oh that God, one for? yeah. Just, we need you know, to we need to have a heist where we steal his laptop. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be so so beautiful. And he was really to, he got really into bird watching. I think he lives quite near a sort of nature reserve, and he was he's even just sort of photos he'd taken of you know, the, the local birds, and you know, <laughs> were lovely. So yes, that was that was really interesting. Uh, and then yeah, because so when um, when I read Raptor, the same literally, I put it down. Uh, had a bit another look through it and then i met immediately messaged uh chloe from thought bubble saying right please book dave mckean now yeah because this is just this is one of my this is i think maybe my book of the year you know i think it's yeah. everyone's going to go nuts for it and she says oh no we haven't booked him like that but then i it was the only one because I, I canceled the lake so he i sort of wave going I, I sort of wavered when i saw he was going to be there but yeah i wish i wish i'd seen him there I, I have seen him speak before but that would have been nice yeah. yeah so yeah so that was yeah it was good and then uh and then they had stuff at the the, the clock tower as well so i saw that uh, mine simmons bought his um book of sort of uh sketches and things that oh, nice. he's, he's he'd produced for that um who else there kev, kev, kev sutherland uh yeah i've been an artist again i bought a couple of his um comics that he'd produced uh gustavo was there yeah uh, I bought a page of art from him. Yeah, that's um, an investment. I've got a page framed in front of me from him. That's an yeah. investment, folks. I think with his art. Yeah, it was it was yeah. so nice. I'd seen it on his shop from his big cartel for such a long time, and I messaged, and it was like it was always there. And I messaged him just yeah. before say, "I'm just I'm just wondering where you where you thinking of bringing any art?" And he's messaged me back, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely bringing." I said, oh, are you, are you, "What about this page?" "Oh yeah, I'm bringing that page." So I was like, "Okay, I just." just maybe put that to one side and I'll just, I promise to come and look at it quite soon. So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it you know, and that was, and that was from scroll. Uh, so it's lovely sort of. Full okay, color. nice. That's a color uh, one, is it? I'm guessing. Color. Yeah. 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 Color. Uh, and that was the first, actually that this is the first thing that scroll as a magazine had been to. Cause it, you know, I, it feels like it came out a long time ago. Oof, but it came wow. Out yeah. Longer, so it's not, because it was being created at the previous yeah. one, wasn't it? It was, um, the live one. Yeah. yeah they, I think they all shared a house, didn't they? On that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, and that, you know, that sort of, um, you know, that ability to sort of bump into people or to see people uh, yeah. where you go, you know, is 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 really nice. Like you sort of, oh, there, Brian Tall was just walked past me sort of thing. And, oh, yeah, it's a friendly there's... con like that, isn't it? Because there's only yeah. a few pubs he'll go to. And yeah. uh, you see Nick and uh, Nicky and Dean at all, or? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah, they cool. they, t- they told me that John. Uh, it's on. The, well, it was on the Saturday night. and said that John had tickled Nicky. I, th- I, I, I don't know what inspired that, but uh, but yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> won't thank me for reporting that. You won't read that story on downthetubes.net. I tell you. But, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's in the Daily Mail. That's Mail Online. That one. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I did. I did meet Ian and Nicky, who I'd, ne- I'd never met before. So uh, so it was nice. And yeah, I mean, some you know, 
had a sort of I'd gotten on a sort of press ticket. I had a lanyard on, so I could just sort of go into the events and things, which was great. But it also, oh, nice. but it also meant you know sometimes like in the like in the pub or something, you know, someone would say, "Oh, you know, they recognise you've got a lanyard on." So, "Oh, are you, are you here for the festival?" "Oh, it's a really good weekend when it's on, and it's really you know, it's oh, I really like it sort of thing." So, you know, sort of you know, civilians as it were, uh, obviously, yeah. uh, were were into it and were keen. Um, so that was good. And yeah, like I say, this that sort of the ability to sort of. Because it's not all in one, you know, it's not all on a big warehouse on the edge of town. You know, it's dotted around town a bit. So there is a bit of, you know, going hither and thither. And there yeah. are, so page 45 do signings as well in the clock tower. So they have. Yeah. So they have, when I was there before, they had like a whole room in there. Is that right? Yeah. They, they've yeah. got like a whole, they've got a whole room and they've got, you know, several tables, you know, just covered in books. And then they'll be doing signings as well. And it was still like on the Saturday, it was still like, by the time I'd done all the things I wanted to do, I still had, you know, it was, I'd still missed a couple of signings. I'd still, you know, not quite been able to do everything I wanted to do, which you know, which I think is a good thing. You know, if there's sort of yeah. too much to do, that's what you want because you know. So you stayed overnight, did you, Richard? Yeah, I, I stayed over. There's a, there's a youth hostel right by the brewery arts centre. He's such a hipster, aren't you? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 Honestly, I, I saw I got in, I got in there and I saw you know drew the curtains and I could see John Freeman, you know, you know not staring back at me out the window, but you know, he was, naked. Oh, oh my God, was he, he naked? Is. <laughs> it was it was fully close on that first day on the Friday. It was so hot. I was sat in the pub garden, uh, you know, and it was just oh, it was just baking. Oh, he's getting this in early, lads. So later on, when we hear stories of Rich Sheaf naked in Pendle, <laughs> oh, but it was really hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so hot. So um, um, and then and then John did a talk with David Roach uh, on the oh, nice. Sunday on the Sunday morning. Uh, so that was talking about uh, that was uh, not in person. David dialed in from from home. So that was talking a about David's work, um, you know, the work he'd done for US comics, work he'd done for British comics. Uh, and actually, I I didn't thought about it, but he but he said he's colorblind. Um, oh no, we knew that. Okay. And that's why you know if you see you know he works in black and white. And you think, yeah. Oh yeah. Well yeah. If you know a you know is sort of pencil drawings that he does is you know that sort of yeah still life's that, that he does you know are just incredible and you think and they are in black and white it's like oh okay that that suddenly makes a lot more sense but it was also pulling on the work that he's done for rebellion and the books he's written so he's been working on yeah. the brian boland apex edition which is oh lovely like these yeah. big like these sort of us style i can't even think how big you know but they're really really big volumes that you see in Forbidden Planet, where it's oh, like the artist editions, yeah, the artist yeah, edition, yeah. You know, this this art is reproduced one to one. You know, it's not we've not yeah. reduced it down. This is that's this getting is some great word is. of mouth. That and I have to say, having bought his master, you know, British art, and then also the yeah. master Spanish art thing he did as well, which is apparently is it, it costs you a few quid to find a copy of that now. Mm. Um, and anything by him, I would buy now. He's a he's a really really interesting bloke around that. I'd say it never occurred to me. I didn't realise that he was colourblind, but it occurs to me now that if if you're gonna if you're colourblind and you're going to be into art, comic art's probably a good idea, isn't it? Because you get the most of it is sort of black and white, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we find so so we're talking a, about the sort of work he's done for the last couple of years on this Brian Bolland um, book, which is going to come out uh, reasonably soon. But they right. also teased the front cover for the next volume in the series, which I had which has now which I have now seen mentioned online, um, right. which is going to be a Mick McMahon. Book. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's asking for art around that, isn't he? He's trying yes. to track down a few pages for that, isn't he, David Roach? Yeah. today. Yeah. So yeah, the Sky Chariot stuff. Sky yeah. Chariot stuff. Uh, so, which is so sadly, the Mick McMahon work I recently discovered in Marvel UK's Rugrats comics will probably not make the cut. <laughs> for, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> but it had to be discovered. I knew it was out there, and I had to I had to collect that comic until I found it. And I, had to yeah. eventually find it so. I love that you do that. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you you see Rich's blog, and it's oh, I found this issue of My Horse Weekly. <laughs> you know. Oh, Carlos the Square is in this issue. You know, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, love, love finding that stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it was an interesting sort of uh, uh, chat to, to finish up. So, so yeah. The socials so, like when you get trashed or what, embarrass yourself? Um, any stories? Anyone, you know? <laughs> uh, no, not so much. I mean, partly, I mean, you know, there were, I mean, I know there's like the speakeasy to go to in town, but it was, I was, yeah. you know, and I definitely. You know, I think the school lords have been out, let's say, on the on the Saturday night because I messaged, I'd seen Gustavo on the Saturday and I bought his art and he was like, oh, you know, try and catch up later. And then I hadn't caught up with him. And I sent him a message saying, oh, I'm going to go to breakfast at this place when it opens sort of thing. You know, if, if you, yeah. you want to meet up, you know, have a bit of breakfast, see you there sort of thing. Uh, and he didn't reply back. And I thought, oh, well, you know, that, that's fine. It's not a problem. And then eventually about, I think he opened about nine o'clock or something. Uh, and I got a message about 10 to nine from him saying, oh, Ombre, I've just opened my eyes. And it's like, I'm not going for oh, uh, the so, laws, so, those filthy animals. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. So I, I, I wasn't comfy about the idea of you know going to sort of small enclosed speakeasy style spaces because you know that's not quite so. But you know, like on the Friday night, you know, I went drinking, uh, you know, with like with John Freeman uh, and John McShane, uh, who I'd never met before. Uh, yeah. So, you know, but that was sort of sitting, you know, in, in a pub, you know, you know, in a slightly social distance sort of way. But, um, you know, I'd be like, but that was all right. But actually sort of, uh, you know, going, you know, to like to, you know, a, a smaller, more enclosed speakeasy sort of thing. I thought, no, I, you know, I'm not going to do that. And, okay. you know, I mean, were... Was it a sex thing or? <laughs> 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 I, 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 I can't possibly yes, tell no, you but, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's not good and you know the, and you're still you know you're still wearing masks for like, when you're in the clock tower for things when you're yeah. at the um, you know in the talks and things, you know if you if you want to nobody's you know compelling you and it is you know and it is a good thing you know but it is still you know, boring in inverted commas and you're thinking this is not quite you know we're, we're not quite quite there yet um so yeah, yeah, so okay, I, yeah. I, I, you know what about football man is what was your assumption busy or not or um i th- so i suppose for the, the clock tower they had uh so they're the sort of page 45 room which always had you know loads of books and you could have you know spent all day and all your money in there buying stuff and they typically you know because they've got signings in there so that always seemed quite busy and then there was the main yeah. room which has got a hall and sort of a stage. So there were folk, so it was like Charlie Adlard and people were doing signings in there. And that had a lot of tables. So that always felt quite busy. Uh, and I was very impressed to see at one point, there's like a tea lady came past, you know, this huge or trolley, you know, you know, straight out like a 70s or, you know, big well, tea. Like, yeah, uh, an old school carry on tea lady. I like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she saw yeah. her lanyard on. She tried to sort of thrust tea at me and I said oh you must have some tea oh no no I really I don't want to did you end up up in a night of passion with her or I don't don't drink tea oh yeah see no good yeah and then then there was a smaller room downstairs uh, which is where I saw Kev Sutherland and that that felt like there wasn't a lot of you know that felt there was quite a lot of space in there because there were just tables sort of around the edge and nothing in the middle yeah, yeah. So I think that bit felt on the couple of occasions I was in there, there was just more space uh, and not 
you know, not loads of people in there. So that always felt a bit, but, you know, Kev seemed to think, you know, he was doing all right. You know, I mean, he's king of the patter, Kev, you know, you know, you have to, you know, so he's an enthusiastic guy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's, um, so no, I think he, he was, he was okay, but, uh, yeah. So no, I mean, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Um, and I would, uh, go back and like I said, I like the sort of the, you know, wandering around town, you know, element of it and being able to see a bit like, you know, I kept seeing Mark Jackson in cafes and things and, you know, which is quite nice. Uh, Did it rain? It only ever rains when I go there. Uh, it definitely, on the on the Saturday, it was a bit rainy on the morning. Yeah, then, you see. And then stopped raining. And then on the Sunday, it was just raining all day. Yeah. So then I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is it. And then I was trying to drag this bag of stuff, you know, it was extra comics and things I bought as well as, oh, it was just, it was almost yeah. impossible to move this bag. <laughs> just lug it all the way to the station. I was just dying at the end uh-huh. anyway, so uh, yeah I mean I was super easy to get to from London you know it's like three and a half hours um, and then one change right at the end you know you get on some little branch line for two minutes and then get off and oh, go okay. off and so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah so very easy to do I think there's lots of accommodation options you know if you want to stay in the sort of the big premier inn or something where a lot of people yeah, I stay. stayed in I think it's called the bridge hotel or something like that so it's oh, at the yeah. bottom of the hill it's quite a nice yeah. hotel yeah it's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and I love the way they sort of take over the town. To, you know, you could sort of like I walked past the chip shop at one point. I was and uh, and there was and they had like a display in the window uh, of you know the comic <laughs> thing. Yeah, oh, what, the, the chip, chip shop. shop. Blimey. Yeah, they have the comic yeah. trail, don't they? There's the loads of they, yeah. it takes over nearly all the shops, I think. Yeah, lo- loads yeah. of shops. So yeah, and then one, I was like, oh, suddenly this is an, oh, hang on, this is Nikki's work here and this one that. You know, so yeah. really, you know, yeah. really try and engage with with the town. And I think you know that's one that's one of the ways yeah, to do cool. it is to get. Uh, shops you know to try and get you either to just to look at the shop uh and then you know go in or whatever but um so yeah so no i uh, i really enjoyed it and i imagine you know if it was you know bigger next year you know let, let's say in a you know less covid you know worried world uh then yeah it was really you know like i said there were plenty of talks to go to this year so you know if you need more stuff and even more people i mean like i say i don't know how i'd cope with thought bubble you know, yeah well, isn't the, the dude from page 45 i forget his name sorry steve holland steve holland yeah i should know i've been familiar with him and anything but yeah. yeah he's um he's the comics laureate at the moment did he do anything there for that uh he is and not that i saw uh, right okay I think he might yeah. stuff. i mean i think they i mean it sort of opens on the friday night and i got up there sort of friday lunchtime ish but actually I think all the guests are actually invited from the Thursday night. Right. They have a big, they have a big meal on the Thursday night, like in the town hall. So it's sort of time where it's, you know, it's just oh, okay, yeah. together. So they can have a bit of a sort of a social time together, you know? Um, so I, remember I, ch- I chatted to him. Well, cause he's got, his shop is only about hundred yards from where Nottingham comic con normally is. And okay. I went in and had a chat with him and said to him, Oh, you know, why, why aren't you doing Nottingham comic con? And he says, I'm, I'm signed exclusively to the lakes. In other words, that's the only convention I can do because I've signed an oh. exclusive thing. Because I wonder how that works with his um, comics laureate stuff. It'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, they take over that room. There's. Yeah. But he's got piles of books. I mean, in the main brewery arts centre, like Waterstones, are taking over a room there when the room was um, okay. signing. So again, and I even went in the Waterstones in Kendall at one point, and basically in the graphic novel section just had a big sign saying. All our graphic novels <laughs> are in the Brewery Arts Centre. They did that at Meanwhile as well, actually. Um, yeah. they, they had a stall at Meanwhile next to us, actually, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so, yeah, so, so lo- loads of signings, opportunities to meet people, you know, to bump into people in, in the street as well. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, not because, you know, I appreciate, you know, if you want to try and have a chat with someone, 
and they're stood behind the table, I always feel slightly guilty about it because I think, well, actually, I've, you know, I've turned up, I've bought the three things I want to buy off you, and now in the best win in the world, you should be trying to sell this stuff to somebody else. And actually, yeah. you know, yeah. if I'm stood here trying to occupy your store for 10 minutes, I'm always thinking, you're looking at me thinking, you, either you've not bought anything or you've Some already bought Some people it, don't great. think like you, Rich. Yeah, you're right. one of those few people with social ability, Rich. Some <laughs> yeah, people don't fucking understand that concept at all. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. So it's good to be able to have those sort of meet people not in that space and be able to you know just stop and chat. So yeah, and you like must it. be put, after all of that, you must be putting your feet up. You know, you must be. T- I mean, <laughs> never mind. One comics event is enough to knock me on my ass. God, yeah, man. Are you going to? Are you doing Thought Bubble, Rich? Or? Uh, no, no, I'm not. No, it's, no. It was my my weekend away was, was to go to the the lakes. So that was my. All oh, right. Yeah, so oh, I was going to that. Yeah, but yeah, okay. so, I mean, yeah, I'm interested in your, like, so when I when I was going to the lakes, I was like, okay, I want to go and see, you know, I want to go to that table, that table, and that table. Uh, but you know, if there were like 400 people, like, how, how do you sort of? I mean, I know, yeah, it's a lot. Well, I mean, as well. go, go on the website and just make a little shopping list. I, I'm yeah. I'm going. I'm making a sort of short list, and as always, I'm sort of trying to look at new artists and stuff and picking out things. I'm going to sit behind buy. the table and be sad. That's yeah. my plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the uh, there's photos of the MCM and they had those booths up with the walls on either side. I really like that. Yeah, I really like that. I don't yeah. know if they're, they're going to be doing that or not. No, they won't. No. Are <laughs> they going to be spaced out the tables a bit more? We do not know, but we will. We will, of course, yeah. let you people know. How but you kind of live on top of people at cons, don't you? In like normal. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we will um, be giving you the rundown with our thought. We will, of course, be doing some roving interviews, etc. Over that weekend, it's going to be a, a fun weekend. If, I mean, if we will be on the table, how are we going to be social distance? We can't be. Yeah, well, well we're, 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 we're you two are sharing a room. You know, mm, you're going to be yeah. in each other, and not just the room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should be sharing the dead hooker as well. Yeah. <laughs> Now Rich is thinking. I'm glad I'm not. I'm, I'm glad I'm not going. Rich is, <laughs> Rich is trying to book a ticket. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Off? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, where are you yeah. staying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would be. I, I, I would be interested in going. But yeah, it's you know, it's definitely a weekend event. You know. It's, yeah, I think if you're going to choose a year, this may be all due respect yeah. skip this year because as you know, once once we get past this shit yeah. thing that's going on, it might be you know the guests might be a bit bigger and stuff. I think. I, the yeah. thing is, I, I don't give a fuck about the guests, though. Uh, oh, man, I do. I, Fucking I, hell, I, I do. I, I actually don't. I don't. I rarely go to see them, and I'm normally heading around to all the indie table. I don't know. That's just what I do. I oh, know come like, on, that's not true. Who's that dude I introduced you to oh, last Dave time? Johnson. He was the one yeah. person that I had. Yeah, yeah. but the rest, of, uh, other than that, the rest of the time, I'm I'm sort of wandering around and doing shopping and stuff. When I I'm should be on the table. I'm more interested in, what do you call it, uh, the, the small press this year and yeah. seeing you guys. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm yeah. going. So you guys, yeah. I'm not fucking yeah. anything anymore. Yeah. So um, yes, that, I mean, it sounds like there's loads of stuff still happening, Rich. So we we'll look forward to yeah. more um, of your up up to date sort of uh, travels and stuff when you do get out again. Um, and your, of course, your blog just doesn't stop anyway. I mean, we said last time, but you still keep going, Rich. Still every day. Uh, yeah, yeah. When this comes out, we'll have had post. One thousand nine hundred thirty-nine. Oh, almost there. Bloody hell! And where the people? Two thousand going to be? Do you know? Do you know what it's going to be? Yeah. Um, no, I did. I did. I did think I should. I mean, 
Yes, it is normally need, one, you, one. You need to do something special for it. Yes, you do. <laughs> one, one post a day, and then occasionally, very occasionally, an extra post. But yeah, I, I, it did occur to me. I should sort of think, oh, that's in about two months time. Or two months time. Okay, that's you know, maybe you know about the end of the year. So yeah, maybe I should try and. Did my so, pony have a two thousand issue? You know, you could combine it, couldn't you? <laughs> something something <laughs> lasted yeah. two thousand issues. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to. I'll have to have a thing, but but yeah, it, yeah. it does roll relentlessly uh, on and on and on forever. And where can uh, people, where can people find it? Uh, they can find it at you can find it on www.boysadventurecomics.blogspot.com. Uh, it's work, probably man. follow me follow me on Twitter at Rich and Sheaf, uh, and then you can probably uh, see me in your feed about quarter to seven each morning. Yeah, um, always like to see that. away. Um, either there or on Comics UK, on Reddit, on Facebook. Uh, so he's a, yeah, he's everywhere. He gets everywhere. <laughs> but you're not you're not heavy handed around it, dude. No, I like no, I no, see yeah, it yeah. and I click on it and that's nice. And I yeah, yeah, you don't like barrage people with it, do you? Yeah. You know, no, no, no. I know. I, 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 I try not to. And it's definitely like for things like Reddit where you can post a link to the actual thing rather than them say i know it's on facebook and you have to go my, via my twitter feed to look at it because facebook hates me you know it's just I always <laughs> yeah. oh you still having that problem are you? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. problem, but you know I was, i'm plowing on regardless just despite them now so yeah we do have a uh, group on there so uh you know can't hear them too much yeah. um although we hate everything on the show apart from comics <laughs> <laughs> so, so go, go and uh, check out. Of course, there will be a link in the show notes, etc. And uh, yeah, he's sticking with us for the rest of the show. So stay tuned. Yeah. Right, right now, he's got to go away and figure out what he's going to recommend at the end of the show. <laughs> um, but, for, but but before then, do we have any shout-outs this week, James? Yes, I thought I'd give a shout out to everyone who's taken part in the Inktober on our Slack channel. And there's some bloody hell. Every day's been a cracker on this. Yeah, um, God, yeah. And, so I wrote a little list of the people who've um, thank thanks guys for, um, for taking part. So it's Matt Bunce, Dan Harris, Zach Cobb. Um, how, how much improved is Zach's work? I think it's really improving, man. I really, really do like on. like seeing his art improve like that. Yeah, Jason Garrettly, which is currently a screensaver on my phone, the lock screen. Uh, Bert Ditchkewis, I don't know how you say. Sorry, Bert. E and M, Simon Russell, R John uh, Banales. How good is he? Bloody hell! Oh yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Um, and Johnny Cannon. So every day you see art from those folks, and it's just been a joy. I managed it twice. There you go. Um, but yeah, really good. Um, can I also give a shout out to um, Andrew Andrew Hample, who runs Hull and Bridlington Comic Con. Um, he's um, he, he he self admits as you know the odd TV star or TV celebrity and the odd table of Funkos um, at his, his events, but he is really trying to push the small press and comics element um, as he is a comic con. And he says for those events, there's free tables for small press creators and small press publishers. If you're interested, there you go, man. Look, there you go. Not, how, how can you get better from that? Um, so there's one in Hull and one in Bridlington. Go to hullcomiccon.com. Um, you can find out all the details there and contact Andrew Hample. Um, he is in the Slack as well. Um, if you want to have a chat to him in there, you, you can just speak to him about it. I'm I'm seriously considering it. I'm just, I was chatting to him about it in the week, but yeah. Um, it's been a week of kickstarts for me. So through my door, I've had one from, um, I've had the Penguin, I've had No Brainer 2, I've had Sugar, uh, Sugarcane Cyberpunk, and I've had Cat Food Comics. Um, how good is that? And my wife hates Great. me. I've got Rufus <laughs> through as well. Rufus Marigold. Oh yeah, I did as well. Sorry, mate. I should yeah. have said that. Yeah, yeah, I got that as well. 
Yeah, bloody hell. I need to back off on the Kickstarters, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Captain yeah. comments I got as well today. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did me a nice Atomic Hercules sketch. It was very nice. Yeah. I always say when these people say, what do you want me to draw? I say, your choice, man. Do what you fancy. And it was a cracker yeah. that came through. Yeah. Think about Kickstarters, you, you back a load and you think, oh shit, I better back off on these. And then all the fucking things start coming through, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you yeah. Back months ago. Well, yeah. you hope they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not always. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have you got any shout outs, Dan? Yes. Uh, Dr. Crow, Volume 1. Uh, it's got about 20 hours left to go. Uh, all I can say is, like, if you a big fan of, like, uh, Merrick the Elephant Man, this comic is very much in the same vein, and the quality level is as good. I really re- recommend it. They did a crossover issue uh, about a year or so ago where the two characters uh, were in the one title, and it was a great way for Merrick fans to kind of read about Dr. Crow and vice versa. Uh, and I would recommend you check it out because that's an absolutely fantastic book. And the next one is an Indiegogo project from our friend Kevin Gunstone. Oh, yeah. Called, uh, Future Primitive, issue one. Join us on a thrilling mythic adventure on the world of the Future Primitive. Uh, and that campaign might need a little bit of uh, ACP, love and, love and affection, to get it over the line. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, Kevin's done some absolutely fantastic comments in the past. Uh, I'd say Indiegogo really need an app. That's how I keep yeah. track of my Kickstarters. If, I, yeah. if there was an Indiegogo app, I would probably be interested in more. Um, but I sort of lose track of back to couple. I've sort of lost track of them, to be fair. Yeah. I backed the Indiegogo one for Alterna for their full page art oh, yeah. thing. And uh, I submitted the artwork and they rejected it because it was the wrong size. So I had to be oh, no. embarrassing. <laughs> oh, Dan. Techie heads. They they asked for the artwork, but they included the bleed and the the trim. So I sent it along with the trim with the the bleed on like the bleed marks for the crops, and they rejected it because it was the wrong size. So they just basically wanted the artwork, the one size, which is like, okay, fair enough. And uh, if you're not into that kind of stuff, that makes no sense to you that little anecdote. But trust me, it was. It was oh, okay. there's probably a lot of people. But, yeah, so uh, you might be seeing an advert of mine pop up in an alternate comic. Nice work, man. Yeah, lovely. Good. Um, and just a, a final shout out to um, the good times that we all had at All But All Comics. Oh yeah, uh, I think obviously as, as a shop that is that is going away. But um, I think rather than dwell on anything else, I just um, there was some. Good, good people that work there. And yeah. it was a great, a great shop. I know it was your local for a long time, Tony. And like, yes, they held my pool list. I put a, put quite a few quid through that shop over yeah. the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we went to that Pat Mills talk there. I went to oh, the library classes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've met you there, Rich. Where am I? We've been. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've been, yeah. Been, to, been, been to loads of things there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Pat Mills, Steve McManus. Um, yeah, all, all sorts of people. Savage yeah. Pencil. Um, yeah. I went to the the Orbiting Pod hundredth episode there. Yeah, quite a few things. Right. God, loads yeah, of exhibitions. Yeah, Arthur Branson. Yeah, yeah, loads oh, yeah. Of exhibitions. Yeah. Arthur Golden. No, that's his name. Uh, what's that guy? Michael Golden, or was it Arthur oh, yeah. Adams? One of did a talk there, and it was like, "Fuck me, this is fucking amazing." Yeah, yeah, uh, it was really good. Yeah. So sad times, but uh... so, did you announce? So they. They find have they announced they closed or have they just closed and we found out? I don't know how it's worked. 
it seems to be filtering through the airwaves. I, I yeah, I don't think there's been an announcement, yeah. is they? But I think some, is it, I don't think that's any great surprise. It's to cool, but yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they're still on Instagram, aren't they? They're still like, posting comics for sale on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've you've replied to one, haven't you? You said you still still open. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I thought I was slightly enraged by it. I mean, is your shop still open? I mean, I went past the other day, and it was wasn't quite. It was five to twelve, you know, and it was only open yeah. at twelve, so I couldn't confirm that it was shut. But it still seems slightly. Yeah. I, 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 you know, they had an event in September with Savage Pencil. Uh, they, had, they had an event a few weeks ago with yeah. um, Graham Humphreys, was it? Graham? Yeah, is that I his was name? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd have gone to that. Like, I'd have been quite happy to go to that, but I completely, you know. I don't know where their social media present well. They're on they're on Instagram, yeah. but you know all the rest of the stuff where I would normally expect to see that. I, I don't, you know, completely passed me by, and I was like, oh, I'd have happily gone to that. But, yeah, that yeah, rent yeah. on that shop must have been fucking brutal. Oh, I imagine it's a big old shop, as wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, sad times, but every time I I sort of popped in there when I had a chance to, it was always a, it was sort of a go to. I rarely get a chance to go to london much but it was always a go-to whenever we did it's part of the triumvirate wasn't it like gosh yeah. uh orbital and forbidden planet yeah i've yeah, never, I've we, never been we've to also gosh. had haven't you no not yet no. Well, we yeah. used to have more we had comic showcase in Charing cross road we had comicana and before that a place in space um in new yorkshire street there was there yeah. was so many shops around there you could buy comics in and uh what we're down to two now are we two Three. yeah yeah. And one in Camden, one in Notting Hill. Well, there you That's go. a shame. Stuck yeah. in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, um, the shops that are selling comics are um, doing okay, and we love you. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And we love yeah, you. Yeah, my hundreds of pounds every week are now being yeah. poured into Gosh. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. So. Um, we love you so much, you lovely listeners, that we're going to recommend some stuff for you. For you, as always. That's that's this part of the show now. Ha <laughs> ha. And as always, the guest goes first. So, um, Rich, we've given you enough time. What would you like to recommend to our <laughs> lovely listeners? What, what would I like to recommend? Um, I'm, I'm going to recommend uh, Alan Clark, not not the film director, uh, <laughs> the comics writer, um, who I, mean, I think he's, I mean I, I used to have sort of comics sort of reference books, you know, as a kid that he'd written. You know, I'm going to say sort of in the, from the early 80s. Um, yeah. And he's, he used to have sort of run Golden Fun, which is like a sort of a, a fan oh. team. Oh, that's um, a Again, sort of... Yeah, I was into that for a while. Came <laughs> out, um, from the sort of, probably from the mid-70s up to probably the mid-80s. Probably, you know, a focus on, again, sort of quite old British comics or pre-war British comics. Yeah. Uh, but since lockdown, I mean, I know everyone has had a lockdown project, but his lockdown project seems to be to write everything he knows about all comics uh, <laughs> and print uh, an increasingly you know, I think he's, put, he's published six books in the last 18 months uh, and these books are typically they're sort of A5 size, they're probably not a very big print run uh, You know, he, he sells them on eBay, I mean, he lives in Italy he sells them on eBay uh, but I mean the latest one we put out, he's got two books at the moment uh, and they are probably quite niche. You know, one is about Ali Sloper, who was sort of oh, I saw this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. preeminent sort of Victorian comic character of his day. And it is, I mean, it's so it's like I say, it's A five size, but it's full color. Illust- I mean, there's a lot of black and white illustrations because you know that's just you know the, the world of printing at the time. But um, 260 pages, 
plenty of colour illustrations, and it's just packed with, you know, you can feel this man sort of distilling all his knowledge that he's gained over, you know, 30 or 40 years of collecting, you know, onto the page. It's just sort of, I love reading a book, you know, where you can really feel that, that love and that passion, that, that yeah. knowledge, you know, every, you know, there isn't a sort of a, a spare sort of paragraph where he's just sort of, you know, wandering around the topic of it. He's like, no, I've got to tell you this. I've got to tell you this. And, and yeah, that's what makes the difference, man. I mean, I, the only time I ever read an Ali Sloper comic is when Paul Gravett passed round one in cellophane right. at a comic event. And I've never read one, but I'd read that book. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's pages where it goes, oh, this, this series, I think one of them is, it's not quite a spin-off, but he's like, he says, oh, this series is 21 issues. It's, uh, and you know the Brit and the British Library haven't got a complete set, and nobody's got a complete set. But here are here are what all twenty one issues look like. Think, oh my God! You know this is either you know you collected these twenty one issues, or you've got fourteen, and somebody else has got two, and somebody else has got three. And between you all, you know, yeah. you draw all that together to say this is you know this is it. This is the thing. And you know some of the standard illustration, you know, on those front pages is is amazing. Uh, so yeah, so we've put out half a dozen books. In the last eighteen months, um, what, what are the other subjects on at all? Uh, so one uh, is um, the first one he did was photographs and images of artists, writers, and editors of nineteenth and twentieth century British comic papers. <laughs> right, so nice. it's sort of punchy, uh, yeah. but you know, but it is, <laughs> you know, little sort of pen portraits uh, of these artists. You now with these big on TikTok, comic, that I hear, yeah. <laughs> incredibly rare, you know, <laughs> images of who they are, what they look like, uh, you know, so incredible sort of knowledge that, you know, there are a diminishing number of people I'm, I'm well aware of, you know, who are interested in pre-war British comics, you know, and it's almost, it feels like this is sort of, right, I've just got to get this all done, yeah. you know, because there isn't going to be another generation of people who are going to go, I tell you what, I, I must spend 30 years collecting Ali Sloper comics, you know. You're right, man, the old corporate memory, that's what they call yeah. it, they? that's disappearing. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finally get buy a few of these. I know you've mentioned to yeah. me before, but yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go yeah. in for a couple, yeah. So, yeah, so he's written one on that, one on, uh, so what, one is interesting, it's a sort of a, a memoir, not his memoir, um, but so as a comic artist, Roy Wilson, who is... Uh, just a sort of preeminent sort of humour artist um, on, if you Google sort of stories or comics like Happy Days, um, there are these sort of funny animals and it's just, All right. there's so much life and so much happening on this one, you know, one image. And uh, and this is, um, so it's written, so that was, this, um, Roy Wilson wrote this memoir, which then has ended up in the hands of this guy and he's published that so that's an interesting um look at that edwardian comic papers so again you know that's <laughs> sort of, this is the era we're talking you know and all sorts you know sort of you know two pages three pages four pages on you know an enormous range of titles uh ali sloper a whole book about uh the amalgamated press the fun factory of farringdon street you know it's just <laughs> and it, you know it's just 250 260 pages you know and there are a lot of images but there's a shed load of words in these as well. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the actual, A, you have to remember all this, you have to collect all this stuff, B, you have to remember it all, and then C, you then have to write it all down. I mean, it's just yeah. incredible. Anyway, so they are they are available uh, on eBay, but this sort of seems like once he sells them, that's it. They're not getting relisted, so you have to sort of pay attention. But anyway, it's called Boris 9999494. So Boris 9999494. Uh, on eBay, or if you search, um, probably Ali Sloper, 
um yeah there's there's a couple of books there at the moment so um i'll tell you what there's a book in is there's a book in your ebay history rich that's the book i'd like to read the various fucking (laughs) mental things you buy Uh, there there is definitely a bit of that yeah my 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 horse comic is definitely i I did buy another (laughs) copy of my horse comic recently (laughs) lovely that's what we need more on this show um, yeah, well, you know, we've, we've all got gaps in our collection that that that, that need filling, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck micronauts, want... just get <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you want to work out British what... Airways comic from 1972, Rich has got it. Yeah. I love it. I love a British Airways comic from 1972. If you want to work out which <laughs> issues of Mick McMahon worked in on Rugrats, at some point you have to buy the bullet <laughs> and, and buy those damn things. So, um, as, yeah. I, as I have done. So anyway, You can't I, look I, that I, shit up on the internet, can you? You've got to actually physically No, you, it. Can't, yeah, you yeah. can't look it you know, It doesn't exist on the internet. You have to go away and find it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. A few. I, I keep keep on filling a few gaps uh, in. You know, Good man. We'll, we'll, we'll plug on. That's We're lucky nice. to have you, Rich. You know that. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? I got two, so shall I book in? Yeah, go for it. Sure, okay. So my first one is the Santos Sis- the Santos Sisters issue one. It's a giant sized issue. Um, it's by American Nature Comics, and it's a US comics format, fifty fifty six pages, only five dollars. I thought it was pretty good. And this, funny you should mention Alterna, Dan. This has got that same quality paper, you know, so okay. it's like newsprint, nice and light. Yeah, yeah. Written and drawn by Fake and Greg Petrie, their people. Writers Mark Koprianoff, Dave. Uh, uh, Landsberger and Graham Smith uh, it was Mark who sent me this very kindly um, I have to say this is one of the most fun I've had in a small press comic for a long time it works off a um, I sent you a couple of the images didn't I as I was reading it yesterday it works off an Archie style it looks like a um, faux Archie even the colouring and the cover looks like what you would get on a well Archie comics have always looked the same and they let face it in most in most ways Um the titular Santos sisters live in um, a flat together. They're always um, having a go at each other, ragging on each other about who uh, they're going out with. One of them's going out with two dudes and the other sister's giving her a hard time about it. Um, what outfits they might be wearing at the Halloween party and what to do with, and who's going and who's getting what at the shopping. But they also wear magical medallions that transform them into superheroes who work for the alien Madame Sosostris. I don't know how you say that. Um, and this is basically a collection of little short stories, little punchy, funny, quirky short stories about them and the cast of characters that they um, surround. Um, and at no point do they swerve from that that Archie style. It's always done in that sort of style, which just makes it even more hilarious because it does have an, an adult element to it. Um, the first short story has them fighting an army of sci-fi soldiers uh, and at the same time bickering about um, why one of them, as I say, is dating two men at the same time. Uh, all the all the while they're shooting soldiers like through the skulls and stuff like that, um, which is funny. Another story features the series. They enjoy watching two of them enjoy one of the girls and her boyfriend enjoy watching a, season, a, a TV series called Boozy Bees. Um, and to me, it's a little bit of a commentary on how adults watch these sort of kiddie things on television, you know. And it's about a male and female bee who get heavily on the lash and then get off with each other at the end of it, each episode. And they love this. Um, another one, they fight a guy called Scope, who's a sort of super villain. He's just got out of prison and he's trying to steal a sex robot, um, which is just pretty. Is that the one I sent you? I think I sent you that one, didn't I? Um 
and it's yeah. let me just read the last panel to you so i'm amazed that your company is able to replicate a person just from a strand of hair and uh, he says um gosh no we do offer many points of articulation but we cannot clone someone and then the final scientist says i spent my whole shift sewing pubes onto silicon lady holes today <laughs> genius <laughs> um in uh in keeping with the current season, uh, one of them, they go to a Halloween party. And another, they investigate something called a, a snow, snow scrotch. Do you know what that is? No idea. Rich, do you know what a snow scrotch is? <laughs> no. It's a Sasquatch, but it's a creature in the shape of a cock and balls. Um, yeah, as we all know, really. Um, if you're in the <laughs> States, you can get this one. <laughs> the website is called fuckaroundandfindout.bigcartel.com. That's a or, fucking great name. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Bigcartel.com or contact uh, Cram Backward. <laughs> I've, I've read that out loud and I realise what it is. C-R-A-M Backward, Cram Backward on Instagram. Um, I'm not sure if they ship to the UK. He's got sent to us, but um, well, they got sent to Falpy who said, to give to me, sort of thing, because Falpy was chatting to him on the um, the Gutter Boys disc- Discord. Um, and do you want to know the good news? Go what? for it. Not good news for you, Rich, I'm afraid, but he sent me three copies, so I've got a copy for each of you when oh, I see you amazing. at uh, Fort oh. So thanks for that, dude. It's very kind of you. But yeah, genuinely smile all over my face during this. It's been a, a weekend of reading very funny comics. I'd like also to give a shout-out to the comic book Holocaust by Jenny, Johnny Ryan, which is so outrageous, I'm not going to recommend it here, but uh, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, buy a copy. There you go. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's my you first one. A couple of couple of things, and it's like bloody hell. That's, that's challenging. <laughs> it yeah. is genius. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, Dan, Who's what next? would you like to recommend? Uh, I, I've read uh, Tony got me. I think it was uh, for my birthday this year. T. I think I it believe. was. Dude. Yeah. 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 The Eternals. Jack Kirby. The complete collection. Gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, quite timely. I, I had this on the re- uh, my repile, and I popped this out, and. Uh, I'd never read any Eternals before. I was completely kind of ignorant about it, if I'm honest. And after reading like two dozen pages, I thought, why have they chosen to make a film out of this? It's <laughs> fucking... Uh, 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 maybe deem it unfilmable. It's one of those things... It's a story that can only, for me, exist in a comic. It can almost only li- live in Kirby's artwork, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how you would even begin to translate this into... Uh, 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 any other medium it's just it, it is what it is it's like it's a kirby comic and yeah uh, uh, yeah I, I, it's fucking I love that nuts. series mate annual yeah the, the annual is the first one i got and then i worked my way back through and bought the issues and that annual still to this day is one of my favorite pieces of kirby comics oh, i absolutely love it yeah it's interesting where you see, like they tell the stories about how, how they've been on earth and then they point out like which one one of them was around when like the the flood and noah and, yeah. Uh, point out the arc and how, how they've been throughout humanity and like uh, mankind's like uh, past and history through the years and how they're, they're sort of like key players in various timelines and uh, has really it's just an absolute fucking that nutty Kirby style yeah. and storytelling. I mean, I could almost oh, there's a whole episode on this, but very briefly, I think Kirby was very much into that sort of. Um, God was a spaceman, you know, yeah. those books that came yeah. out in that period. And, and a lot of that's in this coupled with some sort of conspiracy, you know, um, oh, this was discovered deep in the ground. This is a spaceship. And yeah, uh, yeah, he did it with the Black Panther 
series he did with the um there was a sort of masonic edge to that and yeah no that, some really great ideas that whole principle of like to uh, a, a caveman like if we showed him a technology from today it would, it would appear like magic or supernatural because yeah. they couldn't understand it that sort of principle of they've, they've yeah. got this such high-tech technology futuristic technology that to us it's like hey what are you doing but to them and it was run-of-the-mill the, stuff it was the nearest thing we had to the new gods i think because yeah. he'd obviously come away from DC and New Gods hadn't been that great a hit and he came and did Eternals and was this, almost like... his second run at the same sort of idea? Or... In a way, I think. Yeah, I do. Yeah, there's there's similar parallels between some of the characters, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny when <laughs> there's like the one of the, the female characters who's kind of like, not sort of the love interest, but not really, and she's being looked after by Cersei, and then like she's got so she's got a mirror on the wall, which acts as like a communicator, to someone else, like a kind of a primitive, like a FaceTime. And yeah. She's like, "You're talking to your mirror. It's amazing." And uh, yeah, I suppose you can call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. I mean, the art. You could live in the art. It's just incredible. Yeah. He does a lot of those double page spreads in that, doesn't he? You know. Yes, yeah, so um, it's, got- it's beautiful. It- in yeah. the back, there's the uncolored, uninked, just the the uh, pencils version. And right. I noticed that he, on these versions, I presume they're the pencils, but like all the lettering's on there. Oh, uh, okay. He did that yeah. on page. Uh, you know, like sometimes they kind of like. He fitted it in so the lettering could come in later and. Okay. Yeah, but it looks like here that the, the, the lettering's done. Uh, it's, okay, before it's inked. Yeah. yeah, so it's got it's like the Eternals two pages eight to eleven pencil art by Jack Kirby, and it's literally everything on there, the text. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. What a draft! Yeah, just, just incredible. And, and I know you could you could do an whole episode on just who inked him. You know, and it, yeah. yeah, the stuff there is just nice, heavy inks. Yeah, yeah. You did it like with the films. Like if you're going to go for you've got the whole Marvel universe to make characters of, New Warriors, Moon Knight, anyone, but. The Eternals has seemed such a bizarre choice. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a mini series to me. You know, sort of. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't work out with um, the Inhumans, did it? I suppose so. Yeah, mm. but they're yeah. kind of like the, the kind of the, the mythos that the Eternals brings is kind of it turns the story on its head in a lot of things because these big players have been there from. The yeah, get-go. I know that. I know the Hulk appears in that series, but it was it kind does. of its own pocket universe, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I said, you can get away with that in comics in the in this kind of like film universe that they yeah. uh, made. Maybe not so much. I don't know. I'm never going to be watching that film. Uh, <laughs> not hating. Just... He says that now, yeah. but just just give it a couple of months. I've not I've not seen bloody Black Widow. You seen Shang Chi? Or... No, I've not seen Shang Chi. Just... Yeah, no interest in him anymore. Just, just the comics, yeah. man. If you enjoy them, That's go for it. Yeah. Been, yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I know you mean. Um, well, uh, from um, the big uh, Eternals to uh, something that is essentially a no-brainer. Yes, it's no-brainer. That's that's my recommendation. How do you come up with these links? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether you're being honest, uh, but I'll take it because I'm shameless. Um, but from our, our power, Edison Neo, no-brainer, issue two, uh, the second issue of his solo comics anthology uh, arrived in the post box this week, so immediately I just tore open the package and just consumed it. And I mean, I had seen 
I mean, we we did sort of shout about it a little bit while the Kickstarter was going. Yeah, we um, pimped it, didn't we? Yeah, pimped yeah. it, it a little bit, but um, it wasn't quite in its finishing stages. So I just wanted to consume it all again, and uh, it's just an absolute win from cover to cover. Um, Edison is a comic creator who not only is just unbelievably talented. I mean, someone he's going to be signed up surely by someone soon. Um, he's just. Every his storytelling is not only f- funny, but he tells action like few people can. I think. God, yeah, he's got it, hasn't he? And he just mm. wants to make comics for yeah. the sake of making comics. Um, you know, on the Kickstarter page, which I mean, he's totally getting a hand of his Kickstarter campaign is a real thing as well. It's just he's putting artwork and all kinds of stuff on there it's not just a simple paragraph you know there's loads of stuff i know if you follow him on on instagram etc some of the commissions people are getting from him are unreal Mm. (laughs) what they got as part of this campaign but the main thing was i mean the commissions are cool but the comic itself is absolutely brilliant um, a basic no-brainer is um there's one ongoing story that goes throughout it which is thum guard um, this one has uh, Final Mission Chapter 2 in it and then there's a couple of extra little stories in the back as well um, Thume Guard uh, for those who don't know is a big bombastic sci-fi action sort of bounty hunter who's a who's a space ape basically who has a strange alien little uh, cat crab type monster called Scully who's his, who's his partner and uh, yeah giant monsters explosions I mean this short story, I mean, I say it's a short story. This isn't just six pages. He's he's actually telling, like, you know, it, the pacing's just brilliant. But they're just, they're about to land on a on a planet. Um, and as they're entering the atmosphere, something sort of uh, comes in contact with the ship. And cue giant alien monsters and badass action. But in the lead up to that, there's lots of, like, really quirky, hilarious dialogue as well. I mean... We've talked enough about the, the um, his artwork, and we could talk about it for days. But he's got a real handle on, like, real sharp dialogue as well. His writing's really on point. I mean, I mean, he's he's got like a character called Grandpa Cassius who introduces the books as well. Who he's created as, as a character that hates the comics he's in. Seemingly, he's horror. <laughs> um, he's a funny little character. There's also two other other stories. One of which is my favourite short story I've read for quite some time, Run of the Salmon, which um, is literally uh, salmon on a, on one of their epic travels to their spawning grounds. Anyone who's watched a nature documentary knows that that is pretty intense when they have to swim upstream and avoid bears and the like. Oh, yeah. Um, but this story gives it a whole new sort of epic um, view of it, um, which has a real sting in its tail as well the last the last like half of page is like oh my god um so that's worth seeing for itself and the third story is the mole which is a sort of like a mafiosa like tale where he he's mixed up his style a little bit as well it looks quite sort of almost old styly will eisner kind of um you know sort of a pulpy sort of comic book type stuff um but that is also the classic sort of short story that when you get to the last bit there there is a little twist in the tale um i've i, I always um get the printed editions which are there are smaller comic books 
and he he put a little statement sort of saying why he wanted the smaller smaller books because I mean they're cheaper to print um, for him, um, but they're also they're, they're a nice little size, and it is it is quite a nice little comic book. Did you get the printed copy as well, Tony? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got the. Yeah. I think I got a different cover from you, didn't I? Yeah. I was um I was amusing myself by reading the letters. Yeah. Um, just saying as you were talking and i realized that he's put one that's like really rude to him in there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, good on you man good on you which is which is hilarious um and um yeah i think um i think i pledged early so i got a kickstarter variant cover that's why i've got a different cover oh, nice to you Tony. Oh, okay um, yeah mine's signed as well yours is signed isn't yeah, it yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah, it's just top stuff. Of course, knowing him, he's already halfway through uh, No Brainer 3, or he's probably done it, and it'll be in our post box tomorrow. Um, but in all seriousness, um, it's a great campaign um, by someone that... this. I mean, the stories that are in this, um, if obviously, if there's more issues, he'll, he'll collect them in sort of an oversized sort of book. Um, but right now, this is, this is just some, some of my most fun comics of the year. Just It's just fun comics which is what we need a lot more of i think and uh yeah i i love it i'm already uh i'm already ready for issue three which is probably no doubt just around the corner so yeah no brainer um when the next campaign comes out it'll you'll probably be able to catch up on it and uh, i highly recommend you do so there you go that's mine and tony sign us off yeah i've got just one last one just to say this year we've had monsters raptor um we've had department of truth and what a year to be reading comics because we got a new black sad out so mm-hmm. mine's black sad i'm not going to spoil the whole thing it's just gonna be a very brief intro brief, brief recommend um have any of you read this yet i haven't read the new one i've got a ca- I, I really need to catch up on black sad which is one of my favorite titles um one of the most yeah. stunningly beautiful series of books that's ever been created for comics and if you disagree you're a knob <laughs> Rich, have you ever read it? Uh, I I haven't. No, no. It's definitely it's on my. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard you talk. About, <clears throat> did you do it with Al on the on your podcast? Uh, I did it with uh, Tom. Tom Stewart. Oh, Tom. Came oh, okay, yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's one of those one. I'm a bit like some a lot of other people where people told me to read it. I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of comics to read. Yeah, yeah, whatever, mm. whatever. And then I eventually read it and went, fuck it, Al. Yeah. Why have yeah, I not read same. this? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I remember you saying, Dan, actually, yeah. Um, so this is uh, Volume 6, and it's called They All Fall Down Part 1. Uh, just be aware, this is only a part story. So this is the first part of a story. I think it's only about 39 pages. Right, uh, uh, Juan Diaz Canales, uh, it's Juan Yo Gardini, uh, published by Europe Comics, obviously, thanks to um, Haita Kayan and Nazelli, who I think have had a cold this week, so get better soon. Oh, um, get better. Yeah, it opens with them at, um, oh God, the pages on this, man. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, give up. Every, all, that, all those artists out there, just give up and go home. You'll never get this good. <laughs> you know, it's like they're at, they're at an open-air um, performance of The Tempest. Um, and it's the, the, the hillside or, the you know, the grass verge watching it is full of people. Um, and it's interrupted as there's a police raid on the stage and um, apparently the play had infringed on a couple of bylaws and the police are putting a stop to it but Black Sad knows one of the police inspectors goes up and it's all sort of calmed down and um, you know there's no middle class riot um, you know the Shakespeare riot and the play is allowed to continue and it's finished and even the cops are cheering at the end and Weekly who is um, Black Sad's sort of he's like a photo- 
dirt digging journalist photographer he's there he goes backstage and he's got a bit of a crush on one of the actresses in it um and the, but the world keeps turning and black sad goes back to his day job as a private investigator and there's a great line that says when i get home uh when i get home the, with a peace of mind and my knuckles intact that's what i call a good day which is a classic noir sentence you know like a narration sentence um but he comes across a businessman who is um a small for those that don't know this is anthropomorphic black sad is a cat weekly is i think it's a weasel or something um so he comes across this businessman who's getting a kick in an alley he's getting robbed and he's um like a small bat-headed man um and he stands up for him and you know beats the beats these or he's quite he's quite hard black sad and he beats these guys up and they run off and it, it turns out this this businessman is there to employ Black Sad, and he needs his help with the Weasel Mafia, which is great. And they've sent a hitman after him, and he says Black he employs Black Sad to um, to stop the hitman, to find him and stop him killing him. And that's where it opens. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything more than that because I think you need to deserve you deserve and should read it. Is they're just genius. I think there's a collected edition, which is the first. Is it the first three books, Dan? I know you got that one, didn't you? Yeah, I got is that right. The, the collected yeah, edition, got, yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah, the first three books, and then there's two more since then. I've got the, you, you can get them. I think Dark Horse are doing them. They're like yeah. a large BD format size book, mm. and they, but this is digital. I read this on. Um, it's and you know, as always, it's a tour de force. You know, it's just just the art and everything is just will absolutely blow your face off. Um, yeah. The, each book tends to have a slightly different vibe to it. You know, we had the one that was the first book, which was the opening one that was the, you know, the, the femme fatale, the noir murder, you know, the, the the rich billionaire and all this sort of thing. And then you had the one which was clearly the metaphor for the, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. But the setting for this one is New York. Um, times are hard in New York. Uh, and it's the, the mixing up of problems between big business, the unions, who are the moles, who people who obviously work underground who are actually moles um and the mafia um and that's the story that's the setting for it um it's um just every page every panel we we're talking about earlier weren't we you know flipping through a comicsology you know guided view and you can spot which of the smaller panels you'd have hard you'd be hard pressed to do that with this i see yeah. um but you will um you it is a start so it just beware it's not a full story as we've had with previous volumes but it's well worth it mm. get it it's just amazing i bought mine on comicsology um but yeah have a look for that one um i'm hoping it's going to come out in the same sort of bd hardback volume that i've, I've previously had and I, it will sort of continue my collection but uh, black sad volume six they all fall down there you go there you go nice, nice one yeah what an amazing collection of uh comic books to add to your wish lists and uh basically just Make your bookshelves heave even more. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, and we hope you heave enjoyed. <laughs> heave indeed. Oh, God. Well, let's not go there. Um, but we hope you, you enjoyed uh, this week's episode and everything that was uh, contained within from our from ourselves and our lovely guest. Thank you again, Richard, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Pleasure to be here. Always <laughs> good to have you on, mate. Always good. Yeah. Uh, so, so well spoken. Pleasure to be here wonderful <laughs> um, and we hope you en- enjoyed it if there's anything uh, upcoming that you want us to talk about or if you've got any uh, comics events or c- upcoming comics you want us to know, know about then you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on twitter at the awesome pod 
well, we'll probably be a little bit more active on the run-up to Thought Bubble, where we're just shamelessly mm. plugging our shit like the whores we are. I mean, uh, no, uh, because we'll have some cool stuff at Thought Bubble. So, uh, yeah, follow us on there at The Awesome Pod. If you do the Book of Faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. Join the community group, Awesome Comics Talk, because there's a great group of people on there who just want to talk about comics, making comics, going to comics events, and just everything in general. Likewise, there's a wonderful community of people over on the Awesome Comics Talk, Awesome Comics Podcast Slack channel. If you want to get involved with that, get in touch with us and uh, join the group. All different new people this week. Yeah. Different subjects, different uh, topics of conversation, and everyone's welcome. You just got to be nice. That's all it is. And if you like comics, then wish. We're sure you're lovely. Isn't that right? Yeah, man. It's, it's cool. a place there, to be. There, there was, Everyone's there was, there was nice on there. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to us as always. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, you took your time to listen to us for a couple of hours and we absolutely bloody love you for it. So thank you for listening, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. Helps like the algorithms or whatever. Um, Rhythm is a dancer. Uh, you know, all that, all that sort of nonsense. Don't know how the internet works, but it helps us get the word out about <laughs> the show and more people learn about comics events and everything that we talk about week on week if you listen to us on any other networks like spotify amazon stitcher podnose podknife what other networks are we on tony well just in time for thought bubble we're back on pod loo <laughs> <laughs> i uh i don't know <laughs> he caught me there i don't know i normally it, some of these have been so elaborate recently that I pod just, loo Lou's back. Yeah. We love Lou. Ask yeah. PhD. He knows. Yeah. Um, oh God, the penny drops. Um, <laughs> but wherever you listen to us, uh, thank you very much. And if you want to follow us on in our other endeavours, when we're not uh, stuck in a bunker uh, talking to each other in the dark, could be worse in in the dark. But where can people find us online, etc.? Tony. Uh, yeah. The. Tenth comic collaboration with me and Mr. Falp um, hits Patreon this wow. week, and we're very proud of it. So it's uh, patreon.com forward slash tribute press. Okay. Nice. Dan? Uh, I think it's patreon.com uh, Vanguard comic. Uh, I'm posting up the Viper stuff there. I've been navigating my way through uh, Curran Grant's pinup, which has been really tricky. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying my best on that. So uh, come, come take a look, see where we're getting on. Nice. And you can follow me on the socials at Jester Diablo. And thank you once again to our lovely guest, Richard Sheaf. Just, Rich. just for the people in the back, where can they find you again? Uh, you can find me at Richard and Sheaf or Boys Adventure Comics Blogspot.com. Good stuff, man. There Boom. you go. Go forth. Check out um, Rich's blog and everything that we talked about this week. And have a brilliant week. Um, wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay. Um, we'll be back to look after you next week, like we always do. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a next week. We're going to do a little bit of a convention talk, mm. aren't we? Yeah, yeah. As we're is there a convention coming up. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is, and we've got some exciting stuff to talk about next week. So make sure you come back and and uh, see what we're going to talk about. Um, next week but until then have a brilliant week 
read loads of comics, uh, or make loads of comics, you crazy mothers, <laughs> and from Dan, Tony, Richard and myself, stay true, stay fruity, and what's the other thing they've got to stay, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. awesome. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> I'll take that. Me. I'll take that. Bye, everyone. Will you? See you later. Uh, bye. I said I've got a boner, and you said I'll take that. Yeah, uh, any day of the week. Not a lie. All the way to the balls. What? What? Oh, God. <laughs> 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 <laughs>